BYU baseball heads back to the diamond. There's a ball hit very deep. Left fielder looking at a phone back at the wall. It's out of here. And the Batcats are swinging for the fences. Center fielder going back. He's not going to get there. It's time for BYU baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Play ball. Live coverage of BYU baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck, Reinhardt Oil, Chip Cookies, Sag Chevron, Foot Insurance, and Revere Health Orthopedics. Now, to get you ready for the first pitch, here's Brent Norton. Good afternoon. Welcome to uh, BYU Baseball here at uh, Louis Gisto Field on the campus of St. Mary's College. Uh, Brent Norton joined by uh, Tuckett Slade again here today. Cougars uh, have been in the Bay Area for four days. They've lost two walk-off games, one to nothing to Cal in the bottom of the ninth and two to one to St. Mary's in the bottom of the ninth. And, Boy, uh, Tuckett, it just doesn't seem to get any easier for this team. Uh, you know, uh, going into this uh, nine-game road trip, that it was going to be kind of at the crossroads, and we might have passed the crossroads now and might just be looking at a spoiler roll yeah. unless the Cougars can really get on a roll and win uh, six, seven, eight in a row. Yeah, we really have to get on a roll if we want to have any shot. And even if that happens, it might not still happen. So it's uh, definitely frustrating. It's uh, disappointing. But uh, also, uh, we still have baseball games to play. We need to go out there and play the games and play them hard and play them the right way. No doubt about it. We, uh, a few moments ago, had a chance to say one of the coach, uh, Mike Littlewood, and get his thoughts uh, right before the game here at uh, St. Mary's. We'll play that for you now. We are here with Coach Head, uh, head Coach Mike Littlewood uh, right before game two of this game against St. Mary's. And Coach, uh, been down in the Bay Area, what, four or five days now, and two walk-off of, uh, losses uh, Tough losses. Uh, what's the mood of the team right now going into game two? Well, you say four days. It seems like a month with the with the two walk-offs we had. But, uh, I mean, you know, honestly, I, I, I don't know what the mood of the team is. I've tried to stay away from just a tad the last, uh, the last 24 hours. Um, they probably don't like me a whole lot right now because I, I let them know how I felt last night on the bus ride home and uh, the fact that, that uh, we're playing scared, we don't compete. Um, you know, some, some of these, these guys – don't really deserve to put the, the Cougar uniform on. And, um, you know, hopefully that and, – and really it's the time for motivation is, is gone um, because now we're, we're playing the, the role of a spoiler unless we roll off eight straight games, which this team could do. That's, that's, this, that's the crazy part about this. But um, I think that they're going to come out and play hard. That's the one thing I think they'll do today. Ken Waldachuk going for St. Mary's, awfully tough left-hander. 98 strikeouts, 70 innings, sophomore out of San Diego. Uh, another challenge for you. Incredible stuff. Uh, very, very good pitcher. Um, as good as Milam was last night, Waldachuk is probably better. We've got better numbers um, from the left side. Kind of uh, is just a little bit different. But uh, if we go up there with, with an approach that we're trying to, to approach this game with, uh, and that's really that, that wipe-out curveball. I mean, we, we really need to leave that down and, and make him get the ball up in the zone a little bit. Uh, it's going to be tough. I mean, we're going to have to put up four or five runs, I believe, to win this game. Um, going to have to have guys come out of the pen. We, we don't expect Raj to go to go nine innings. I mean, he hasn't this whole year, so we don't expect that now. So we're going to have to have guys in the pen come out and, and do their job and, and uh, really, really battle at the play today against a really good pitcher. Well, it seems like uh, this year... You know, your preseason number one defending uh, conference champion just seems like, don't mean to make any excuses, but you're getting everybody's best effort. I mean, Milam last night, that was as good a stuff as I've seen in a long time out of a college pitcher. It really was. Uh, you and I talked in, in postgame last night. I thought he had no-hit stuff. I mean, there's some sometimes people come out and, and you're like, ah, that's pretty decent stuff, but he's not getting this pitch over. So they turn into a one- or two-pitch guy. 
He was a four, even five pitch guy last night because curveball, slider, cutter, change, and fastball at 92. And believe it or not, I mean, he's got a 92 mile an hour fastball and he's he throws almost 70% off speed. And and I think if he they would allow him to throw his fastball more, he'd probably have complete game after com- complete game because he really, really, uh, not only was his stuff good, he's he's a competitor. I mean, I honestly, I wish our guys would. Woody had it too. Woody Woody matched him pitch for pitch. He really did. I wish more of our guys had that kind of attitude, um, whether it's on the mound or the plate or on the field. Hayden Rogers, senior lefty, going for you. Struggled a little bit as of late. Uh, struggled early in games, it seems like. Uh, hopefully off to a good start and get his confidence. Yeah, it's really important, I think, to, to get this thing going three, four, five innings where uh, we can stay close. We can have maybe a little bit of a lead. That's going to be really important. Um, but we cannot let this this game get away from us That to give them confidence. Uh, it, it's kind of a, a tough thing. I mean, we felt like we had him at bay uh, for eight innings yesterday, and we have a couple opportunities to expand the lead to, to two runs and can't get a big hit, two-out hit, which has been kind of the, the theme of the, of the season so far. But, um, you know, if they get three or four ahead of us, it's going to be a challenge because Waldachuk's going to really bear down, and he's got shut-down stuff, no doubt about it. It'll be interesting to see how the team reacts. Uh, you know, like you said, almost playing a spoiler now unless you can run a bunch off. and. Uh, today, another critical game. Yeah, it sure is. And, and just program-wise, we just need to we just need to finish this thing strong. Um, we can't allow. I you know I told these guys yesterday. We, we take a team that's a regional team that that plays Stanford and Cal State Fullerton tough and and beat Sacramento State to a team that's very very mediocre or below the the mediocre line, and that's just not acceptable. So you know we're just looking for guys who want to be a part of this program, want to play hard every single day. Um, you know, and, and uh, just get rid of the guys who aren't. Bring it, bring in guys who really want to play and, and feel like this is a, a great program and has a lot to offer. Okay, Coach. Uh, well, you're doing a great job. I know a little bit, a little bit frustrating right now, but uh, certainly not for lack of effort. I mean, the effort's there. It's just uh, haven't gotten the results this year. Yeah, I mean, we're we're working. You know, we're showing up every day, doing just kind of stick with the process. And and uh, uh, you know, I, I just think of guys kind of put the nose of the grindstone a little bit and and uh we're, we're gonna pull some out it's just uh we we have to build from right now into into next year i mean that's really what the goal is just uh to try to get better and better and find out uh find out what it takes to really play on this team all right coach good luck uh, we'll talk to you in the post game thanks brent Hi, Spencer Linton here to let you know when your company joins the BYU team as a corporate partner, your brand can be featured in sports programming on BYU TV and BYU Radio. In addition to great games, you can sponsor BYU coaches shows with Kalani Satake and Dave Rose, Behind the Mic with Greg Rubel, Countdown to Kickoff, After Further Review, and BYU Sports Nation. Programs designed to showcase your products and services. We invite your team to join ours and become a corporate sponsor of BYU Athletics. Email sponsorship at byu.edu today. Zub Subs has been providing Utah County with delicious subs, salads, pizzas, and desserts for more than 26 years. Each morning, Subs bakes fresh homemade bread with your taste buds in mind. Using the best ingredients, Zub's Subs is sure to deliver a mouth-watering meal for your hungry group. Open Monday through Saturday, Zub's can provide catering for your next event. Stop by either location in Springville or Provo, or visit them online today at ZubSubs.com. It's not just a sub, it's Zub's. All right, back here at St. Mary's, Brent Norton along with uh, Tuckett Slate. Let's go over the starting lineups. First for the visiting BYU Cougars who lost a heartbreaker last night 2-1 to 
Brendan Anderson will lead it off. He'll play at second base. He'll be followed by Brian Sue. Sue will play at first base today. Brock Hill in right field bats third. Kyle Dean will bat cleanup and play in left field. Nate Favero will be the third baseman, and he will bat fifth. Keaton Kringlin bats sixth, the DH. Uh, Noah Hill will do, be doing the catching. He'll bat seventh. Shortstop Daniel Sneeman bats eighth, and Jarrett Perns will round it off for the Cougars. He'll play in center field and uh, bat ninth. And Hayden Rogers, the senior, five wins, three losses on the year. 4.91 earned run average for uh, Hayden Rogers. Cougars come in 19 wins, 21 losses, 8 and 11 in the West Coast Conference. For the St. Mary's Gales, they came in 27 wins, 18 losses, 11 and 8. They've won five straight games. Joey Fiscal lead it off. He'll play in center field. He'll be followed by Eddie House, the second baseman, Jackson Thorson. Catcher bats third. Uh, Kevin Milam will be DH and he'll bat cleanup. Batting fifth, Matt Green, the first baseman. Joe Vranish in right, bat sixth. Uh, Ryan Novus in left will bat seventh. Gio Diaz, the shortstop, will bat eighth. And Austin Piscotti, the third baseman, will bat ninth as uh, the uh, Gales take the field here on a beautiful day here in Moraga. Louis Gisto Field, 330 down the lines, 370 in the power alleys, 400 uh, straightaway center field. Uh, again, with uh, Tuckett Slade here today. And as Coach uh, Littlewood uh, talked about a little bit, uh, had an interesting bus ride home last night from the ballpark, about a 15-minute ride from here to the hotel. And uh, Coach, uh, not very happy. Uh, just kind of a buildup of emotions and frustrations over the entire year, I'm sure. Yeah, it, was, uh, it wasn't a pleasant ride home. Uh, uh, coach got a little bit of frustration out on the guys, and, and hopefully they can uh, take it to heart and say, you know what, you need to come out and play a little more pride and, and find a way to, uh, to finish this year strong and, and see what can happen. Well, it'll be a real challenge for the Cougars. Ken Waldachuk is the sophomore 6'4", 220-pound left-hander that will go against him. Waldachuk, seven wins, two losses. Very impressive 1.44 earned run average for Waldachuk. Yeah, this will be his 12th start. He's thrown 75 innings, given up 47 hits, only 16 runs in 75 innings, 16 walks, and the most impressive, 98 strikeouts. So... This kid, the real deal. We saw him last year as a spot starter and as a kind of a closer for this team, and he's kind of slid in to this uh, role for uh, St. Mary's and having himself a heck of a year. Yeah, he's got better stuff than the guy we faced yesterday. So uh, you really got to uh, buckle up your chin strap, get in the box, and, uh, and go to work. Brennan Anderson will step in for BYU as we are ready for baseball here in Moraga. Cougars uh, lost to Cal Tuesday night, one to nothing, and uh, were ahead the entire game until the bottom of the eighth home run tied it, and then uh, St. Mary's uh, tacked one on in the bottom of the ninth to win it 2-1. Huge win for St. Mary's. They now have 11 wins in the conference, and that was that was a big one for them. Yes, it was. And a huge loss for the Cougars, who have pretty much got a win out in conference to assure themselves of getting into the tournament. First pitch to Anderson is down low, ball one. They don't start on time here. Uh, They're usually about five, eight minutes late. A little tough when you're doing the radio and you're trying to gauge uh, everything. Uh, Swing and a miss by Anderson for a strike. Yeah, Waldachek's a guy who's 89 and 94. Got a curveball, got a slider, and a changeup. So, got good stuff. 1-1 pitch, Anderson. 
Fouls one off. And the count goes to uh, one and two on the Cougar second baseman, Brendan Anderson. Anderson, uh, one for four last night, scored the only run for the Cougars in the first. Anderson fouls that one straight back. The key to getting the ball to Chuck is making him throw his breaking ball for a strike. Don't swing at the breaking ball down. Don't swing at the changeup away, but force him to throw that first strike, and then you can really get on top of that fastball. One and two. Pitch to Anderson. Fly ball, center field. Joey Fisk is under it, and he will make the catch for the out. So Anderson flies out to start the game, and that will bring uh, Brian Sue to the plate. Sue was 0 for 4 also last night. As the top three hitters in the order for BYU uh, last night were uh, 1 for 12. BYU uh, leading the conference in slugging percentage. We were talking a little about that before the game. and Hard to believe uh, with uh, the struggles the Cougars have had uh, scoring runs this year, especially in in, uh, situations with guys on base and just being able to unable to come up with a big base hit. First pitch to Sue is up high, ball one. Yeah, really hard to believe because it's, it's really the worst, one of the worst years Coach Littlewood uh, offensive team has had in his six years here at BYU. But, yeah, they're still leading the league. One ball pitch, that's outside. Hear that mid-pop as Waldachuk, uh, don't have exactly, they don't have a jugs gun here, but that was in excess of 90 right there. Again, Waldachuk. Has had a tremendous year. Cougars uh, trying to derail him here in game two. Sue fouls that one off. And the count now two and one on Brian Sue, the first baseman. Well, it's interesting, too, that uh, with Waldachuk, that left-handers are actually hitting a few percentages higher than right-handers. That's usually not the case when you have a, a, a power lefty on the mound. 2-1 pitch, line drive, base hit. Right field by Brian Sue. Yeah, good swing by Brian. Went the opposite way and lined it into right field. And that will bring Brock Hill to the plate. It's got to feel good for Brian to, to reach reach safely on a hit. It's been a while for him. He's been struggling. I think it's 1 yeah. for 26, yeah, or 0 for 26. Yeah, so. he's, he's been struggling. And Remember, he was hitting over 400 uh, yeah, for he the was. first eight weeks of the year. And now his average has dipped all the way down to... 293 entering the game. Yeah, we won four or five games early because of his offensive production. First pitch to Brock Hill. That's through for a base hit into left field. So the Cougars with back-to-back hits with one man out here in the first. And that will bring Kyle Dean to the plate. Kyle Dean did not play in uh, yesterday's game. Now batting Getting the start in left field today and uh, hitting in that uh, cleanup spot. So Dean will step in, the sophomore out of San Diego. He's hitting 259 as he steps in as a home run. Hit that in Provo a couple of weekends ago. Pretty nice to see Dean uh, get on one here early. Maybe split a gap here and see if the Cougs can put a couple across. If you can smack Waldachuk early, you might get to him a little yeah. bit. First pitch to Kyle Dean, a swing and a miss. Dean and Waldachuk know each other well. They played high school ball against each other, both out of the San Diego area. Waldachuk, not a highly recruited left-hander, ended up coming to St. Mary's. 
Yeah, those that are down in San Diego are definitely missed on this kid. He's got a live arm. No balls and a strike. Here is Waldachuk's pitch. Dean swings and misses at a slider. And quickly, Kyle behind in the count, 0-2. Well, Kyle didn't look good against Cal. He struck out three times. and was really kind of blown away in that game when he was so good against San Diego. And you thought, okay, Kyle's got it going. See, if we're here with two strikes, he needs to battle right here and find a way to put a ball in play. Striking out doesn't help a team. Find a way to put a ball in play and see what can happen. No balls, two strikes, the count to Dean. And here is Waldachuk's pitch. That's a little bit outside. Our uh, broadcast uh, area today, right out in the middle of the sunshine, uh, right in front of the uh, portable press box. I guess that's a, that's a nice way of putting I it. I love that you call that a portable <laughs> press box every single time. It's a tough shed is what I'm going to call it. Tough shed. Tough shed with a big window on it yeah. so people can look out. Exactly. So we're kind of down in a hole. We can just see the top of the mound. So we apologize if uh, we make a little, a few errors today. I'm but, on my uh, tippy boy, toes right here trying to. Tough location here to broadcast a game. One-two pitch. That's way high for a ball, two and two. Yesterday we were up in the grandstand. We had a. I liked our view yesterday. We had a little uh, covering over us, so it kept the sun off. But today we are right in the glaring sun. Need a lot of sunscreen today. Two balls, two strikes to Kyle Dean. Favero's on deck. Cougars with back-to-back hits off of uh, Waldachuk. And Dean fouls that one off. Good, good. It's a good sign for Kyle. The thing about Kyle is, you know, sometimes scouting reports say, hey, throw this guy off-speed pitch, throw this guy off-speed pitch. Well, hey, San Diego did that in change-ups and sliders, and he hammered those. And so I actually like it when, hey, throw him a slider because he'll hit that pitch. And when he gets on time to a fastball like he did against San Diego, he can hit it a really long, long way. way. Yeah. And that was at the Marriott Center parking lot. Two balls, two strikes again. Dean steps back in. And Waldachuk set. Here's the pitch. Strike three called outside corner fastball. Dean goes down. That was a good pitch right there. I mean, that's, that is built high right on the corner. That's a pitch that you, you just don't want to take in that situation. you got to try to – that's a good pitch yeah, to hit, actually. Yeah, got to battle. Yeah, got to really foul do. something off. Get something or, in play. Yeah. Kind of the story of the Cougar season right here. You get guys on base and you just can't move anybody around. Yeah. Favero now will step in. Nate Favero hitting 250 on the year. And Waldachuk, the lefty. Rocks and fires big curveball up high for ball one. You know, Vero, uh, 21 RBIs. And Nate's done a good job against lefties this year. He wasn't great against them last year, but he's made some adjustments and was able to start using the whole field against lefties, and he's had some success this year. It would be nice to have him uh, get a single right here and see if he can put a run up on the board early. Want to know the count? Here's Waldachuk's pitch, and uh, ball fouled back. Off the screen. And the count now a, a ball and a strike to uh, Nate Favero. Boy, Cougars really would love to jump out on top early. Yeah, that'd be nice. They scored one last night in the first and weren't able to push anybody else across against Milan, who threw great. One of the best pitch games we've seen the whole year. And Jordan Wood 
just the same for the Cougars. Uh, Wood was outstanding and uh, did not get uh, the win. Was uh, Gave up the home run in the eighth to tie it up. Yeah, he, was, he really was fantastic. And it's a bummer for him because he's had some great starts this year and just can't get the win out of it. Here's the 1-1. Ball, little bunt down the first base side. That ball is going to be a fair ball, and everybody's going to be safe. And hey, the run will score. We'll take it. Good job by uh, Brian Sue as the catcher came out with the pitcher about halfway down the first baseline. And Sue running from second base scores on the the swinging bunt by yeah. Nate Favero. Swinging bunt that like, took some weird English bounce back towards the catcher in fair territory. And because the catcher fielded it, Waldachuk didn't cover home. And Sue, great base running there, just wheels around and nobody's there and gets a run across the board. When's the last time you saw a uh, an RBI from second base on a swinging bunt? Good, good. good heads up play by uh, Coach Mike Littlewood down there in the third base coaching box and also... Brian Sue now Kringlin steps in. First pitch way inside. Ball one. Well, this is where you can really make it hurt. If, if Kringlin can find a way here to do what he does, which is historically an RBI machine, it could really hurt the, the confidence of Waldachuk. And, again, that situation right there where we are, we had no idea where that ball was. No I idea. mean, we tried to look up and see if it was fair or yeah. foul. We just had to read the, the pitcher and catcher to know it was trouble as they were both scrambling after it. One and all the count. Pitch to uh, Kringlin. We got a straight change there, and Keaton took it on the outside corner for a strike. Yeah, Keaton does really well against lefties. I like this matchup for him. Cougars with uh, Hale at second base, Favero at first. Cougars have touched Waldachuk for three hits and a run in the inning. And Kringlin hammers one. Left fielder coming in. He'll get there and make the catch for the out. And that will do it for the Cougars in the inning. They got one run on three hits. There were no errors, two runners left. We're through a half an inning. Cougars won. And St. Mary's coming to the plate on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Aiden Rodgers for the Cougars will get the start, the lefty. Cougars with uh, Noah Hill behind the plate. Brian Sue at first. Uh, Brennan Anderson at second. Daniel Sneeman at short. Nate Favero at third. Kyle Dean in left. Jarrett Perns in center. And Brock Hale in right field. So a couple of changes there. Uh, Hill behind the plate. Perns over in center field today with the left-handed uh, Waldachuk on the hill. And Joey Fisk, center fielder for St. Mary's, will step in against uh, Hayden Rogers. We really need a big start today from Rogers. Set that tone early. This is Hayden's 11th start of the year. As Hills behind the plate's got the sign, and here's his first pitch. A little bit low, ball one. Rogers' uh, 47 innings pitch has given up 70 hits, 36 runs. And here is the 1 0 pitch. Pitches over for a strike, and the way I would describe Hayden is he pitches better. When he gets in tough situations, he get, I mean, he's given up 70 hits in 40 innings. That's a lot of base it hits. It really is. But uh, he's able to work around it. Seems like he throws a little bit better when uh, guys are on base. Pitches down low for a ball. He's also struggled with his uh, command a little bit this year. Yeah, he was so good last year with his command. And it's just he was our bulldog on that third starter. 
just our, our steady guy that we knew what we were going to get every Saturday. And this year he's been struggling with that command. Pitch is grounded out to Favero. Nate's got it on one hop. He'll throw him out. Fisk uh, grounds out 5-3. You know, and the weird thing this year with Rogers is he's had some spurts of greatness where he'll go two, four, two three, or four innings in a row just fantastic, and then all of a sudden just lose it and throw like eight or nine straight balls, and it's like, where, how does that happen? You know, it's weird. Yeah, it seems like his M.O. this year is struggle early. Yeah. And then buckle down buckle for three down. or four. Then his pitch count's so high by hits yeah. time he reaches the fifth and sixth that, you know, there's been some times that he just kind of uh, there has yeah uh, ran out of gas. First pitch is over for a strike to Ed, Eddie House, second baseman. House uh, one for three yesterday. Here's the 0-1. Pop foul out of play. Cougars uh, won a 19-8 edge over uh, St. Mary's. Overall, Cougars uh, won, swept all three from the um, Gales. Actually got them four times because we got them in the tournament that, as well. That's right. Yeah. You know, it's interesting uh, talking to Coach Littlewood. It just seems like uh, Cougar, a big target on the Cougars' back this year. Yeah. Conference champ, pick number one. Everybody kind of had, had you circled, and it just seems like getting max effort. Milam is a good pitcher, but... Uh, I'll tell you, last night he had as good a stuff, breaking stuff, as I've seen. Well, besides face, facing uh, Mize from Auburn, that's the best arm yeah. that we've seen this year as far as just flat out had his stuff yeah. going. Ball and two strikes to Eddie House. And Waldachuk, when you look at the stats, uh, way better than Milam. There's a ground ball out to Sneeman. Uh, Daniels got it on a hop, throws to first, and the Gales... With their second ground ball out, and that'll bring up uh, Jackson Thorson. Had the big hit last night, the solo home run in the eighth to tie it up. Ball got out of here in center field. I think we were all shocked it got out. The wind had been blowing most of the day across, knocking those balls down into left field. But that one, uh, I'm not sure what it caught. Some kind of wind gust and got out of here. Give him credit. Yeah, definitely give him credit. But uh, that was one of those ones like, how did that happen? Seventh home run of the year for Thorson. And the first pitch from Hayden Rogers over for a strike. Well, when you kind of start feeling sorry for yourself as a team, you know, bad things happen. That's true. And uh, I think uh, we've seen that happen a few times this year to this Cougar team. Fastball over for a call strike two. Cougars, uh, we talked about a crossroads. They might have already crossed it, but. If they could get something going, get hot, you know, they could they could literally work them way back into the conference. But it's got to start today. It does, yeah. 0-2 up high, ball one. Yeah, I mean, you're at, you're out of losses at this point. The only way to necessarily give yourself a shot is you got to run the table. And maybe 7 of 8, but the most part, you got to run the table if you want to get yourself a shot to get in that tournament. And uh, it has to start with today. So, really, we've talked about must wins, right? This is it right here. Pitch is swung on and missed. To pitch. Great job by Rogers. Retires the Gales in order here in the first. We're through one. Cougars one. Gales nothing on your new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Noah Hill will step in for the Cougars as we go to the second inning. Cougars leading uh, one to nothing. 
three base hits against uh, Ken Waldachuk in the first four BYU. He'll hitting 289 steps in, and the first pitch is over for a call strike one. He'll got in last night and had one at bat. He had a couple of big at bats against San Diego last weekend in his start on Saturday. Here's the 0-1. Hill fouls that over near the uh, Cougar dugout. Cougars down the first base side. Gales in the third base home dugout. Announced attendance yesterday 108. And I know at least 50 of those were BYU yeah. fans. They just do not draw well. Boy, just an absolute gorgeous day. And I, you just don't see any students. You see a lot of uh, older people here in the ballpark. Or not a lot, but some. And, and it's just amazing, as good a team as this is, St. Mary's, uh, you'd think they'd uh, draw a little better. What does this place hold? 300 maybe at most? No, I think it would hold a, a little more than that, maybe 400, 500. Yeah. There's just two grandstands, one down the first, one down the third baseline. There's a curveball up high. Two balls and two strikes. Noah Hill, the junior out of Flower Mound, Texas. He'll be followed by Schneeman and then uh, Jared Perns. A couple of other action uh, today in the conference. Pitches down low, ball three. The number one and two teams going into the weekend. Uh, San Francisco is visiting Pepperdine. That game started the same time we did. We'll try to get you some updates on that score. Santa Clara is at Pacific tonight, and Gonzaga is at San Diego, another big game. Yeah, great big games in this conference. I'd like to see San Diego pick up, uh, maybe sweep the Zags yeah. down there. That would certainly help uh, the Cougars. 3-2 pitch, uh, ball fouled straight back. You can hear a, a bunch of chirping going on, and that's down in that uh, Santa Clara dugout. Yeah, St. They Mary's. They, known, or, yeah, St. Mary's. They, they love to bring the energy, and I get it. I mean, you don't, don't have the fans here. There's no energy in the ballpark, so you really have to find a way to bring it. Uh, I can understand that. 3-2, popped up, out of play. As you said uh, yesterday, Coach... Uh, Littlewood calls it fake energy. Yeah. <laughs> I know it kind of perturbs him. We've had our uh, discussions about coming over here and playing. Noah Hill get it bad here. And Waldachuk, uh, Cougars really running his pitch count up here early. Here's a 3-2. Ball fouled off again. Straight back. Well, I've already seen almost more fastballs in these first two innings than Milam threw probably in the whole game yesterday because Wallachek hasn't been able to find his breaking ball the way Milam did last night. And uh, Cougar's getting some good pitches to hit this uh, early on, which is a good sign. Now just uh, put those things in play. Three and two here again, Wallachek. And the pitch outside, ball four. Noah Hill with a leadoff walk. That's going to bring Schneeman up. Great at bat there by Noah from 0-2 all the way back to walk. Hear a little uh, noise coming out of the Cougar dugout. Yeah, there's some life in there, yeah. (laughs) Hey, they're fighting for their lives. They really are right now. Fighting for their lives and their scholarships, right? Yeah, this is it. I mean, this is it. Sneeman steps in. Daniel. Been swinging a little bit as of late. Uh, Two for four yesterday. Had a good game. And Sneeman takes a call strike. Showed bunt. Pulled the bat back. Probably a sacrifice situation here for the shortstop. Cougars trying to get on the board with a little more than one run. 
Well, that was the problem yesterday. We had multiple chances to add on to that one-run lead and couldn't do it, and it ended up biting us because of it. Here's the 0-1. That's over for call. Strike two. Sneeman shows bunt. Takes two pitches for strikes. Not sure about that. Uh, yeah, Daniel will uh, well, sure re- be swinging away. I mean, the only reason you pull back on a, on a sack bunt is if it's a ball, and he's taking two strikes, so it's definitely not what you want to do here early. 0-2 to Sneeman outside. One ball and two strikes. St. Mary's currently sixth, uh, fifth place in the conference, BYU sixth. So they're both battling for wins to earn their way back into the uh, top four, yeah. Top four and get into the conference tournament. Both these teams have really been mainstays in that. Uh, there's a ground ball hit out to the second baseman on the short for one, the return to first, not in time. Oh, wow. They, I hate oh, that they role. are going to call interference Mr. on interference Hill. there. My goodness. They are going to call interference. Noah Hill uh, arguing his case. Now Coach Mike Littlewood coming over. Umpire showing him where he slid as uh, they complete the double play on the interference play at second base. Coach is asking him, tell me what you saw because you can see the slide pattern. The slide pattern is directly into the bag. And by rule, you can do that. He's saying that he went to the side of the bag, which that would be interference. But we've already seen this umpire. He likes to call interference. He called the kind of token interference on the strike him out, throw him out yesterday. So Mike Littlewood not happy with Corvey. Steve Corvey, the third base umpire. And he really is that umpire that has that little man syndrome. I have to say that. He is that. He's already waving yeah. coach up. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. He knows he's wrong. He threw uh, David Clawson out after a strikeout in last night's game, and that's uh, prevented Dave from playing, and he'll, with the ejection, has to sit the next game out. Swing and a miss by Jarrett Perns. 0-1 the count. Well, when you get a call like that, you know, a ticky-tack call, uh, just kind of builds the frustration that uh, you're feeling as uh, Pern swings and misses, and he's down on the count 0-2. Well, the thing that's frustrating, too, is if Noah would have got out of the way, Schneeman's already safe. Yeah, like He's he across was, the He was bag. across the bag so safe that that had no direct to the correlation to that. So as an umpire, it's like, how, how can you call an interference play when even if he wasn't there, he's safe 100%. So he, he didn't affect the play whatsoever. One ball, two strikes. Perns takes strike three called on the inside corner. And the Cougars out here in the second. No runs, hits, or errors. Nobody left. We're through one and a half. One nothing. Cougars leading the Gales on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Kevin Milam will lead it off for St. Mary's as we go to the second inning. Aiden Rodgers' first pitch to Milam is down low, ball one. Milam 0 for 3 in yesterday's game. Here's the 1-0 from the Cougar left-hander. That ball hit pretty well. Back goes Kyle Dean looking up. This ball is off the top of the wall. Dean gets it in quickly. That will be a long single for Milam. I'm not sure. I think he was in a home run trot. He missed that call. And Dean uh, threw it back in. Here. It looked like it came off the netting above the. Look at uh, him! He's yelling at the he's left field at wall. Now, 
Corvey, the uh, third base umpire, is talking with uh, Valenzuela, the head coach from St. Mary's. Corvey, you know, third base umpire, you think, well, I got a day off. He's been embroiled in a couple of calls and and uh, disputed by uh, both uh, coaches here in the last uh, two innings. Now Corvey's going to go ask for a little bit of help. It's too bad he didn't ask for a little help on that interference yeah, call. Be nice, too. And, if they, and, and I'm not sure how they can overturn that. You cannot see that from home plate or from first base. If they call this a home run, it'll be an absolute travesty. It will be, absolutely. I mean, if you're going to – well, we've had this issue this year where guys have not requested – what was the play in Provo where he would not ask for – would not try to get some help? It was uh, was on the balk call or something. Yeah, I think so. And, and we had the play at Portland and – yeah, the interference, the interference call in Portland, the interference call in Provo. Long talk. Now they're going to keep him at first base. I think he missed that call. Long single by Milam. So it looks like uh, USF is up 4-1 to one on Pepperdine in the second inning. Matt Green steps in. He's the first baseman. He was 0-4 yesterday. So Green will step in with a runner at first base. And here is Hayden Rogers' first pitch. Ball hit hard. This one right at Kyle Dean. He'll make the catch in left field, and Milam will have to go back to first base. Not missing any barrels this inning. Those two balls are hit hard. Both curveballs look like both up in the zone. Joe Vranish, who got in the bat yesterday. Walked in that at bat. will step in. Brandish was a pinch hitter last night, starting in right field here today. Cougars lead 1-0 as we play the bottom of the second inning. Here at uh, St. Mary's, Louis Gisto Field. And here's Rogers' first pitch over for a strike on the inside corner. Branish, a sophomore out of Alamo, California. Had a big freshman year for the Gales last year. Has dropped off a little bit this year. Does have four home runs, however. And here's the 0-1. That's down low, a ball and a strike. Cougars uh, went with Inouye last night late. Uh, Zimmerman unable since he threw so much Saturday. Is he available today? Do you know? Yeah, I think he might. I mean, think he might be available. He, we thought he'd be available yesterday, but when he was playing catch, he said, "Hey, I'm sore." So if he's sore, you just don't want to make. You don't want to take that chance. Here's the one-one pitch down low, and boy, Zimmerman probably would have been the choice. Yeah. If he'd been able to go, and I think if we if we had a lead, he might have said, "Hey, how good do you feel?" But uh, but also Blake's been really good too for us, and Blake just didn't have his best yesterday. You know, he hung those three sliders that they were able to get hits on to win the game on. Two balls and a strike. Joe Vranish batting from the right side, checked his swing, went around, and the count uh, goes to two balls, two strikes. One man out here in the bottom of the second. One man on. Kevin Milam is at first base. And Vranish will step back in with a 2-2 count. 
Ball's traveling today, isn't it? It really I mean, is. Uh, uh, the wind, the uh, flag out in center field not even moving, so it is uh, carrying well. It's just a little bit in. When you get into this valley a little bit, then it's a hot day. During the day, the ball really starts to go early in the morning and at night when that uh, moisture comes in the air. It's a little tougher to hit, but right now it's a uh, – when that ball that uh, Milam hit off the wall just flicked it, yep. you know, and got all the way to the wall. Three balls, two strikes. Quick throw to first. Sue puts the tag on, runner back in safely. Cougars 19 wins, 21 losses. St. Mary's 27 and 18. The Cougars have lost six of eight. St. Mary's has won five straight. Cougars trying to turn that around here in game two. And the 3-2 pitch. Ball fouled off. Tell you what, Brent, I wish we were under that uh, canopy today. <laughs> so do I. Yeah. I keep thinking that sun, but, you know, I think it kind of goes that goes way. I think way, we're yeah. going to have it the whole game. I think so. Three balls, two strikes, one man out. And Hayden Rogers. Here's the pitch. Ball hit down to Favero. Could be two on to second for one. The return to first ball thrown in the dirt by Anderson. And that was a double play right unable there. unable to uh, dig it out. No interference call there by Corby, the yeah. umpire. Yeah. That uh, double play ball right there. Brennan threw it, spiked in the dirt, and uh, Sue couldn't pick it. He definitely would have been out. Again, it's those little things that we've been talking about all year that you hope that doesn't hurt. And if anything, it's it's bad because now you're forcing Rodgers to face one more batter. And so the pitch count goes up. 5-4 on the putout. Brandish on the fielder's choice. And Ryan Novus, who got the game winner last night, came in and saw two pitches, lined one foul down the third baseline. Second pitch from Inouye. Drilled into the gap in uh, left field to score the winning run from second base. And there's a pop-up. Should be playable. Brian Sue at first base. Foul territory is there and makes the catch for the out. And St. Mary's retired in the inning. No runs, one hit, no errors. One man left. We're through two. one nothing Cougars over St. Mary's on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. What's up, Cougar Nation? This is uh, Keaton Kringlin, outfielder on the BYU baseball team. And you are listening to the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Go Cougars. Brennan Anderson steps in. Flew out to center field his first time up. Waldachuk, two strikeouts in two innings. Anderson fouls this one up and out of play. You know, Waldachuk throwing 85-88 right now. That's not anywhere near where he's been yeah. in the year. He's been a... As much as 95. A report had it that last week against UVU, though, he was down a little bit as well. So maybe towards the end of the year, he's you know, just getting tired or maybe being overused with the innings. 1-1 one, one pitch to Anderson. Strike two. That was maybe his best pitch of the game. Yeah, sharp breaking ball. But Big curveball on the inside corner. At the knees, almost unhittable. That's his best curveball, definitely, of the game. Here's the 1-2 to Brennan. All fouled off. Beautiful day for baseball. A little too sunny for us right now in yes, our lo- broadcast location. Should have brought an umbrella. We're looking for any kind of shade we can get. 
located right here in front of the portable press box. That's the name. Yes, it is. Here's the one-two. That's up high for ball two. Well, believe it or not, I have broadcast games out of that portable press box. They've uh, crammed people in there, and I've been two. I've been one of them in there with them. I'd actually, actually prefer to rather be, there, be out right? here. <laughs> I'd actually want today with the hot weather. I want to yeah. be in there. Two-two pitch. Ball hit. Shortstop unable to make the play. Line drive over the glove. Cougars fourth base hit off Waldachuk. And already the swings we've taken today are so much better than yesterday. Aggressive, aggressive, aggressive. So much better than the last couple of weeks, really. True. Just uh, the Cal game, same type of thing. We had 10 hits our last 18 innings. We've already got four hits in the first three, so it's a good sign. Keep going here. That'll bring Brian Sue up. He singled his first time up and came around to score the only run of the ball game. Good speed on the bases in Anderson. He's got five steals on the year. And here is Waldachuk's pitch. There's a bunt by Sue down the third baseline. Piscotti up with it. He'll throw Sue out, but the runner does move up into scoring position. So Brian Sue with a sacrifice bunt. And Anderson now at second base, and that'll bring Hale up. Hale singled his first time up into left field. Well, and the one reason why I like that call is because, hey, you got your best hitter coming up next. You got two good hitters in a row, and, hey, find a way to, if one of those guys can get a hit and add on here. And and Brock had a hit his last time, and and Brock just hammers left-handed pitching. Conditions are perfect for Hale right now. No wind, all carrying well in this ballpark, only 330 down the line. As Waldachuk with first base open. I'm sure he's going to be pretty careful with Hale here. Absolutely. Good lead by Anderson at second base. Here's the first pitch. Curveball hitting. Curveball got away from Waldachuk. And the Cougars put runners at first and second base. And Kyle Dean coming up. Kyle struck out his first time up looking. Well, this is exactly where we were last time Kyle was up, where it was first and second with, with one out. Eric Valenzuela, the head coach uh, in his fifth year here. 140 wins, 129 losses for Valenzuela. Came out of San Diego State, was on Tony Gwynn's staff, and has been at St. Mary's here for the last five years, and he's out there talking to Waldachuk. You know, we were talking last night in the hotel, me and Coach Pratt, and how interesting. Coach Valenzuela, he uh, he's their pitching coach here, right? He loves the pitching, yeah. and he's out recruiting like crazy, and he's always getting guys that can come in here and compete. They have the mentality and are really good arms. I mean, you look at it, he said, hey, if, I, if I'm if i going to battle with Cal for a recruit, I'm going to lose that battle, right? So I have to find these guys, number one, because it's a Pac-12 school and it's a lot cheaper than here. But and they, So he goes for these guys that nobody really knows about. They're not highly recruited, but they come in here and, and they become stars for him. Well, you like Milam. Yeah, you absolutely. You talk about a competitor. Yeah. I mean, that guy was a bulldog uh, yeah, he, yesterday. He really was. You could hear him grunting, groaning yeah. out there on the mound. Uh, he wanted it. And uh, he did want it, and that's, uh, you know, that's probably half the game. Yeah, definitely. That'll bring uh, Dean up now as uh, Valenzuela returns to the dugout. As Kyle Dean uh, struck out looking against his old uh, teammate Wallenchuk. And the first pitch runner's going. Well, it looked like he was going, then he stopped, and uh, Dean swings and misses for strike one. Yeah, a little fake still right there. Well, that might be a hit and run on. I thought so, too, with the way that they were going. Not very often you see 
you know, two base runners do the exact yeah. same thing. Yeah. No balls and a strike to Kyle Dean. Ball and Chuck from the stretch. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. 0-1-2 now to Kyle Dean. Well, he's just coming right at him with fastballs. I mean, it's just right at him. Here, here it is. Hit it. And, and Kyle hasn't been able to foul tip him so far yet. He, he went down looking on his last at bat. So you just have to shorten up. Shorten up and say, hey, you're not going to beat me with your fastball. If you throw me an off-speed pitch, I'll foul it off. But I'm going to be on time to your fastball. No balls, two strikes. Kyle Dean steps back in. And the pitch. Dean fouls a fastball off. Good. Count uh, still 0-1-2 to the Cougar left fielder with uh, Favero on deck. Cougars, same situation as we saw in the first with runners. Uh, they did score one in the inning. But had an opportunity to put uh, a couple more on. Need a big hit right here, Kyle. Find a way. Put a ball in play. Find a way. 0-2 the count. Here's the pitch. Swinging strike three. Got him on a curveball. Dean goes down for the second consecutive time on strikes, and that will bring Favero up. Nate, uh, little infield uh, squibber, picked up a base hit, an RBI his last time up, his uh, 22nd RBI. Nate Favero will step to the plate. With Anderson at second base, Brock Hale at first base. And here's the pitch to Favero. Ball hit uh, right field. Right fielder going back. He is just on the track, makes the catch for the out. And the Cougars are retired here in the third. No runs, one hit, no errors, two runners left. We're through two and a half. One nothing, Cougars leading the Gales on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Back here, bottom of the third, Cougars lead 1-0. Gio Diaz, shortstop for St. Mary's, steps in. Aiden Rodgers has given up uh, one hit in the first two innings. And the first pitch down, low ball one. Yeah, Nate put a good swing on that last pitch. I thought it might have a chance. Just short of the track. One ball, no strikes to Diaz, freshman out of Brentwood, California and the 1 0 pitches down low ball two. Austin Piscotti uh, due up next, and then he'll be followed by uh, Joey Fisk. Tomorrow's game, 1 o'clock here, local, 2 o'clock back in Provo. We'll have all those games for you here on uh, your BYU radio network, ESPN 960. Three and all the count. Here's Rogers' pitch. That's over for a strike. Diaz hitting 328. Was one for four yesterday. 3 1 pits. That's over for a call. Strike two. Yeah, good battle back here. Now you got to find a way to put him away right here. Bright, sunshiny, warm day here in uh, Moraga. Ball hit up the middle. Base hit. Well, you fall behind in the count. The batter knows you're throwing strikes, and that was right down the heart of the plate. Yeah, right down the middle and did a good job. 
Hitting right back up the shoot for a single. He has singles, and Austin Piscotti steps in. Third baseman. Piscotti yesterday was 0 for 3. Piscotti a 158 average, but uh, dangerous. Three home runs on the year. And now Piscotti scoring to bunt and throw to first to uh, drive uh, Diaz back into the bag. Yeah, with the leadoff hitter coming up next, back up towards the front. It's a good move here. Again, Piscotti steps in. Here's the bunt attempt right back to Favero. He picks or to Sue picks it up and throws to first. Favero's played so much at first lately. I yeah. was thinking it was Favero coming down, but it was Sue coming down the line. So the sacrifice. Bunt executed perfectly. Tying run to second base, top of the order, Joey Fisk. He grounded out to Favero his first time up. Fisk looking for his uh, first hit of the series. He's 0 for 5. Aiden Rogers uh, graduated uh, a couple of weeks ago. Congratulations to him. That's awesome for all of our seniors. For all those Cougars who uh, graduated or will graduate after spring semester. First pitch over for a strike. 0-1-1 to Fisk. He'll be followed by Eddie House. We are in the bottom of the third. Cougars leading one to nothing. They've out hit the Gales 4-2. And here is Rogers. 0-1 pitch. That's up a little bit high. Cougars have left four men on base in the first three innings. They have had opportunities, just have not been able to come up with a big two-out base hit. I feel like I've heard that before this year. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I want to say, uh, like Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one ball, one strike. Pitch is over for a strike. One and two. But back on the air tomorrow at uh, 2 o'clock Utah time with uh, game three of the series. And the Cougars travel to Salt Lake City on Tuesday night to play uh, Utah before heading back down here to the Bay Area to take on San Francisco next weekend. Benedetti Diamond in uh, on the campus of the Dons. As we heard, the Dons were leading Pepperdine 4-1 that game in the second inning being played at Pepperdine. Here's the one-two. Oh, just off the plate. Good wow. pitch. Yeah, I think uh, Rogers thought he had him struck out. Good little changeup. Looked like it just caught the black of the corner. Didn't get the call. And the count now two and two. Two-two pitch. Fisk hits this ball just off the glove of Sue into shallow right. Runner's going to score from second base. Brian Sue dove at it just off the edge of his glove and rolled out to Brock Hale, and the run scores easily from second base. Fisk going the other way. Yeah, good job right there by Fisk just inside out of that ball in that four hole. Sue did everything he could to try to keep it in the infield and just tipped off his glove. Eddie House steps in. He grounded out to Schneeman his first time up. 
Ball not hit hard, but there was a big hole there between Sue and Anderson. Sue gave it his all. Dove laid out. Just missed it. Third hit by St. Mary's, second in the inning, and House batting from the right side steps in. Pitches down low for a ball. Now it seems like we've been talking about must-win situations for the last two or three weeks. Yeah, it really Again, have. same kind of situation right here. You hold out any hope at all. you you got to win this one. Throw to first, and Fisk uh, back in safely. That uh, USF-Pepperdine game is still 4-1 to one USF in the fourth inning now. Well, USF definitely been the surprise of the conference. They really have, yeah. They were picked in the bottom half, and they're right now leading the conference are right there with Pepperdine. Pitch is uh, grounded out toward uh, Brennan. He's got it. He'll throw to second for one. They get the lead runner. Good job getting the lead runner there by Brennan. Not an easy play. That, that ball wasn't hit hard. But because the runner kind of had to stop to let the ball go through, it gave him the, the space enough to get it in there for the lead out. So House on uh, first base on a fielder's choice, and that will bring up Thorson. Thorson struck out his first time up. Really good play by Anderson. When the ball was first hit, I thought he had no chance. Yeah, Fisk you know. runs well, but like you said, Fisk had a kind of delay to let the ball get past him. and That gave Brennan a chance to make the quick throw to Schneeman to get the lead runner. So two-man out, runner at first base, and uh, Thorson again had the big home run in the eighth to tie it last night. And here is the pitch up a little bit high for ball one. Ball and no strikes, two men out, one run in, and another throw to first base. And the runner, House, back in safely. Cougars with Sue playing off the bag a little bit with that left-hander up, but still holding him on. He's, he's actually in front of the bag. I like that. There's a line drive right at Brendan Anderson. He makes the catch for the out, and the Gales are retired. Here in the third, one run. They got that one run on two hits, no errors. One man left. We're through three, 1-1, one, one. St. Mary's and BYU. On your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Ball to Chuck on the hill, and he will face uh, Keaton Kringlin. First pitch is down low, ball one. St. Mary scored one in the bottom of the third to tie this one up, 1-1. One, one. Pitchers really dominated this uh, first uh, first game and three innings here in game two. Swing and a miss. Kringlin uh, with a 1-1 one, one count now. Keaton uh, steps in after... Uh, 
line out to left field his first time up. All the Chuck's pitches grounded over into the Gale dugout down the third base sign. And Keaton now behind in the count one and two. All the Chuck, a quick uh, worker out there, gets the ball ready. And here's the one two to Kringlin, all fouled straight back. Yeah, I love playing behind those type of pitchers that just get it and go. Good tempo. When you're a defender, you're just out there like, okay, yeah, let's go. Nothing worse than a slow tempo pitcher. One and two. Kringlin steps back in. He's DHing in today's game. And Waldenchuk out of the windup. And the pitch, strike three called on the outside corner. Kringlin goes down on strikes, one man out. And that will bring uh, Noah Hill to the plate. That was a good pitch there right there. At the knees, running away. Tough pitch to take you know, It looked like Keaton uh, must have been thinking breaking yeah, pitch. Like he, he got caught guessing. Just froze. Yeah. And that's not like Keaton because there's not a fastball that he doesn't like. He loves hitting fastballs and just took that one. Good pitch to hit. Four strikeout by Waldenchuk. He's got 98 uh, strikeouts in 74 innings this year. It's Noah Hill swings and misses. Bit of a check swing by Hill as he was fooled on that pitch. Boy, the Cougars, Wallenchuk, I think he was vulnerable the first three. He was, Cougars yeah. had some good swings. He's looked much better here in the fourth. The uh, 0-1 pitch is up high. Still struggling, struggling to find that changeup, but uh, better command on his other two pitches, that's for sure. Here's the 1-1. Down low. For ball two broadcast position today, right behind home plate, underneath. Can't see the plate, just can kind of see the top of the mound. Yesterday up in the grandstand down the first base side as they do not have any kind of press box facility here. Here's a 2-1. Hill pops this one foul, out of play. Balls, two strikes. Mike Littlewood, six-year uh, head coach for the Cougars down in the third base box. Uh, Trent Pratt down the first base side. It's been a frustrating year for the staff this year as Cougars just uh, unable to meet expectations to this point. Hoping to turn things around here late. Pitches up high for ball three. Hill walked his last time up. Had a good at bat. Yeah, he did. He's back there again with a full count. Battling here. Olenchuk has started the inning now. 51 pitches. He's up uh, 60 now as we play the top of the fourth. 3-2. That's up high ball four. So Hill, second consecutive walk. And that'll bring Schneeman up. Well, that's all you ask for. You just ask your guys to go up there and put together quality at-bats. Find a way to get, to get on base and get the next guy up. That's the one thing we've struggled with this year. We haven't taken our walks like we normally have. We're like 150 walks lower this year at this point than we were last year. That, that's a big difference. 150 you know? base runners. I mean, yeah, you better make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. One man out. Pitch to Sneeman. Fly ball. Easy play for Joey Fisk in center. Comes in a couple of steps, makes the play for out number two. Two men out, and Jarrett Perns steps in. Perns struck out looking his first time up. 
out batting center fielder, number five. Jared started Jared the year out Burns. just on fire. Yeah, he was fantastic early. Average has dropped uh, a little bit here lately. He's hitting uh, 326 as he comes in, struck out looking his first time up. He'll good lead at uh, first base. And a quick throw to first. That gets away from the first baseman, and Hill will hold that second base. Kind of a short porch out there that uh, kicked the ball right back in toward the second baseman, so Hill was only able to advance 90 feet. So Pern's up there with a chance to put the Cougars on top of the base hit. Yeah, a situation where it would be nice to, uh, to make them pay for that mistake. You know, I think Hill had a huge lead, and I think it was just a one-way lead. I think yeah. he was trying to get Wolinchuk to he throw was, the ball over. He wanted to see, and Coach uh, likes move. our guys early to say, hey, see his move. That way we can know what to call. If we can't see a move, it's hard to, I mean, you have scattering reports, but until you actually see it, it's hard to tell. And uh, did a good job there to force the throw, and he threw it wide. Now Prince has a shot to uh, regain the lead for the Cougs. Pern steps in, runner at second base. And here's the pitch. Swing and a miss for strike one. Yeah, fastballs are just beating Perns right yeah. now. And, and he was so good early at just being on time to fastball. You start to wonder with junior college kids, they've never been through this Division One process of all the travel and time it takes. And maybe he's getting tired at the end of the year. Here's the 0-1. But it's good travel, a swing and yeah. a miss. I mean, it's not, it's not bus load like uh, JC's where you're on the bus for 10 hours at a yeah, shot. Yeah, but you're still you're traveling way more time zones. You're way much longer. I mean, the, the longest trip they had at, at you know, as JC was, uh, you know, an eight-hour bus trip one time, you know. And so you wonder sometimes. He needs to compete in battle right here. Here's the 0-2 just off the plate. A ball and two strikes. Cougars with a, another base runner in scoring position. They had one in the first, one in the third, and they've got another one here in the uh, fourth inning. And all it takes is one, right? All it takes is one. Hit a mistake and find a way to get back in the groove. Here's the one, two, Perns fouls it off. Good, good, good battle. Jared Perns out of uh, Henderson, Nevada, played at the College of Southern Nevada. Last year, and uh, great uh, defensive center fielder for the Cougars. Uh, good speed. And Perns will step back in. And here is Walden Chuck's pitch. That's down low for ball three. Or ball two. Two balls and two strikes to Perns. Jarrett this year with a home run, 17 RBIs. For a while there, he was the Cougars' best hitter. Yeah, he was. Definitely was. Early in the season, got an opportunity and really took it and ran. 2-2 pitch. Burns a little pop-up. Second baseman coming over. Eddie House, he's there, and he'll make the catch. Cougars retired. In the inning, the runs, hits, or errors. One man left. We're through 3.5, 1-1, BYU and St. Mary's on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Kevin Milam will lead it off for St. Mary's. Milam will step in, had a long single, thought it was out of here. Kind of in the home run trot, the third base umpire said it hit off the top of the wall, and he ended up with one of the longest singles in college history. Yeah, for sure. 
Milam, the pitcher yesterday, he was dynamite for St. Mary's. He DH'd also, and today is a DH day. As uh, Favaro coming over in foul territory, I mean Sue, and the ball uh, drops just out of his reach for strike one. They have what they call the beer garden over there, and they have these nets that go another five feet to ten feet up that wall, so you really can't reach over that chain link fence that they have there, which if he was able to there, he might have had a shot. Big beer garden day tomorrow here, so look out. An hour before the game, they're going to open it up. No balls and a strike to Milam. Pitches down low. A ball and a strike to Milam. He'll be followed by Matt Green and then Joe Vranish. Here's the 1-1. Ball fouled out of play. ball two strikes uh, you know one thing about Milam he is a competitor man he was out there on the mound I think he ended up throwing over 120 pitches and the unfortunate thing is either he or Wood got any kind of a decision out of it yeah they were both uh, excellent ended in a walk off for St. Mary's and a 2-1 victory two balls two strikes now the count as the pitch is up a little bit high Two and two, here's Rodgers, and here's the pitch. Little looper, Sue going down the first baseline and just unable to get there. Foul territory. Great effort, went a long way. I didn't think there was a chance he'd get there, and he got pretty close to it. Yeah, he did. So the count will remain at two balls and two strikes. One won the score as we play the bottom of the fourth. Cougars four hits, St. Mary's uh, three hits in the ball game. And here's the 2-2, down low, ball three. Milam was freshman of the year last year. He was a a DH, and then he was their closer, had several saves, double-digit saves. 3-2. Hit pretty well. Center fielder going back. Perns looking up, and off the wall. Perns bounds into the wall, and Milam around second base, and he will end up with a triple. Perns got there, and I think he reached for the wall and just took his eye off the ball just for a split second. Yeah, had a good jump on it. He took off, and I think it was just right out of the reach of his hand, and he hit that wall hard. He hit that wall hard. Not a lack of effort right there on Perns. He really gave it everything he could. Triple by by Milam. And the Cougars uh, now. Hayden Rogers with the runner at third base. Nobody out. Matt Green, the hitter. Cougars bring the right side of the infield in. Keep the left side back. And Matt Green, who lined out to the left fielder, Kyle Dean, will step in. 
Here is Rogers' first pitch. Fouled off for strike one. Matt Green, the sophomore out of Long Beach, has uh, 13 RBIs on the year. So the Cougars up on the right side. They're Sneeman playing his normal position at short. Favero about even with the bag at third. And here's the 0-1. Ball hit hard up the middle. Sneeman gloves it. Throws the first in time for the out. Great play by Sneeman. Really robbed Green of a base hit. The run does score. Yeah, good baseball all around. Great job putting the ball in play with the runner on third. Less than two for Green to get the RBI. And Sneeman going up the middle and making a good play. The right fielder, number seven, Joe Vranish. Both guys have hit the ball hard here in the inning. And Joe Vranish on the fielder's choice his first time will step in. Gales lead 2-1. Here's the first pitch from Rogers. Is a curveball that drops in for a strike. You could hear Perns. You could hear two distinct thuds. Perns' yeah. body going into the wall, and also the ball hitting off the wall. Yeah. So I don't think Perns touched the ball. I don't think he did. Like you said, he got a good jump on that ball. It was right straight at him, right over his head. And the way he was going back, I think he thought he had it. Yeah, and he just short armed it just a little bit at the end, and. I mean, he gave every effort he could because he paid with hitting that wall the way he did. Luckily, he was able to get up and throw it in, or else it could have been inside the parker as hard as he fell down. 0-2 pitch down low, 1-2, and and Milam doesn't run well. No, he doesn't. But he had an easy triple there as the ball, uh, Perns, was laid out. The ball was about 30 feet away from him, and by the time Hale got there and Perns got there, uh, Milam easy into third base. Here's the 1-2. That's up high, ball two. Both teams with uh, four hits in the game. Great play by Schneeman there on the ground ball. Yeah, it was. Here's the one-two. Here's a base hit into right field. So Vranish going the other way, singles. Yeah, that ball is right down the middle. Way too good of a pitch for one-two. Now, Gail's starting to hit uh, Hayden Rogers pretty good here yeah, on the are. fourth. Ryan Novus steps in. He popped up to the first baseman, Brian Sue, his first time up there. Had the game-winning hit last night. Novus out of Temple, Arizona. I'm not sure where Temple, Arizona is. I lived in Arizona for eight years. I've never heard of Temple, Arizona. Hmm, interesting. First pitch, over for a strike. No balls and one strike. He went to Corona del Sol High School. That's down in the East Valley area. Mesa area, but uh, not sure where Temple is. Uh, Can't see the bullpens here in the ballpark, so I'm not sure if anybody is down throwing for the Cougars. There's a Looper into center field. That ball is going to drop. Runner will hold at first base with a single. Ball not hit hard. Perns and Rock Hill hit right between them. So 
the runners at the corners with one man out. Again, one of those little loopers that uh, just found its way right in between Perns and Hale. Yes, it did. Good effort there. Another diving play, trying to make a make a play and just right out the out street, stretch of his arms. Temple is just in the outskirts of Mesa. So probably everyone just referred to it as Mesa that's might, in that area. Might be a new city. You never know the way that place is growing. Yeah, no kidding. Gio Diaz singled his first time up. will step in. Runners at the corners. Gales have taken a 2-1 lead here in the bottom of the fourth. Look, he used double play ball right here. And here's the pitch. It's up a little bit high. Ball one. Gales with three hits in the inning, a triple and two doubles. And Gio Diaz will uh, step back in. Not a big kid. Talked about him yesterday. He's got him listed at 5'11". There's no way. Might be 5'8", 5'7". Good baseball player, though. He yeah, really Swings is. Swings the bat well. Good defender. Count now 2-0. and oh. Now the Cougars have got some activity. I see a couple of guys running down at the pen. As uh, Rogers uh, struggling a little bit here. In the fourth inning. Needs a ground ball right here. Turn two and get out of this. And one error in the inning in the uh, ball game. That was by the Wallenchuk, the pitcher on an overthrow, first base. Cougars have uh, played airless ball in yesterday's game and so far today. And throw to first, runner back in. Now, Cougars, uh, yesterday, frustrating loss, but defensively and pitching, I mean, you couldn't ask for any more. You really couldn't, no. Two and oh, here's Rogers from the belt and the pitch. That's up a little bit high for ball three. Close pitch right there. Austin Piscotti, number nine hitters on deck. Three and oh. Here's the pitch. That's down low ball four. So four consecutive pitches a walk. Bases loaded. And Piscotti coming up. There's been a triple, a ground out, two singles, and a walk. And uh, Noah Hill out talking to Rogers. The third baseman, number eight, Austin Piscotti. Well, you're still in that double play mode here. Just got to find a way to throw a strike here and, and see if they hit a ground ball and get out of this inning. Piscotti sacrificed Bunt his first time up. So officially uh, hasn't had a plate appearance. 0 for 3 yesterday. And Rogers will work from the stretch with bases loaded. And here's the pitch. 
Curveball drops him over the outside corner for a strike. Yeah, it's good to get ahead. Really need to find a way to minimize this inning right here to just the one run if possible. 0-1 the count. Here's Rogers pitch. Piscotti fly ball. Shallow. Oh, Brendan Anderson calling everybody off second baseman. He'll make the play for the out. Infield fly rule called there. Yeah, Brendan's body language, he didn't yeah. see it there for a little bit. The crazy thing, our location here. Now when that, that ball's hit, you have no idea killer. just from our angle Joey if that ball, this. how hard that ball's hit. Yeah, I knew it was a pop fly, but I didn't know where and how hard, like you said. I saw Perns coming hard. And then Anderson and Steeman, kind of a little miscommunication about there about who was yeah. going to take it. Finally, Anderson called him off, made the play for out number two. Joy Fisk now steps in. Fisk had a single and an RBI his last time up, his first hit of the series. That's where we talk about the two-out hits. You know, if you can get a two-out hit here, it's going to be a big-time situation for St. Mary's. If you can keep away, if you're the Cougs, it's even better. First pitch, curveball over for a strike. A little bigger crowd in the ballpark today. Yeah, yesterday, it is. Yesterday, 109, and we maybe have uh, approaching 200 today. Yeah, I would think so. Still quiet, but they're here. 0-1-1, two Fisk. Here's the pitch, ball fouled straight back at us. Well, Fisk had the big RBI to tie the game last inning. He's a, oh, he's now a, we're being told Temple is not is a typo. It's Tempe. Oh, okay. I was going to say. Yeah. Never, but it is it, it's spelled uh, on their roster, Temple, Arizona. Huh, interesting. I should have trusted my first you instinct. Yeah, you should have. Not some, somebody on a keyboard. Here's the 0-2 from Hayden Rogers. Down low. Ball gets away from the catcher, Hill. Throw home, and he's going to be safe. Man, that's a, that's a tough break. Noah Hill couldn't find the ball. It was about 10 feet behind him. That can't happen. And the runner didn't even start. And then Hill saw it, went back to get it, and he scores. The umpire was blocking Hill. He couldn't see the ball behind him. And, I mean, that ball only got, what, 5 to yeah. 10 feet behind him. Yeah, curveball that bounced up there. Hill's able to get a piece of it, but it rolled back behind him. And again, from our vantage point, we had no idea where the ball uh, was. We no can't idea. see home plate. Here's the one, two to Fest. That ball's hammered down the left field line. That's in for a base hit. Two more are going to score. Fisk with a double. And St. Mary's. Has exploded here in the fourth inning. Well, that's what we talked about. four runs, they lead 5-1. We have the air, pass ball, right? And then the two-out knock. And, and just big things that, you know, turn into a huge inning. So all of a sudden, could have been a one-run inning, and now it's a four-run inning because of it. Mike Littlewood out. I think that's going to be it for Rodgers. As they've gone to the bullpen, we'll be back with a t- after a two-minute break on your new skin, BYU. Baseball Radio Network. 
Kendall Motes into the ball game for BYU. Kendall Motes this year. One win, no losses, 5.40 earned run average. This will be his 10th appearance. Motes all in relief this year, 13 innings pitched. Has given up nine hits, eight runs. Kendall's problem has been the, the location. 14 walks in those 13 innings. Opponents are only hitting 188 against him when he's when he's throwing strikes. Yeah. Oh, it's him. It's all about strikes. It really is. So Motes in with a runner at second base. St. Mary's has scored four here in the fourth inning. They lead five to one. Been a triple, a double, two singles, a pass ball, and a walk. Two men out, and Eddie House steps in. First pitch inside, ball one. Big two-out base hit by Fisk, the senior. Drove in two. And here's the one-ball pitch. Ball fouled at the plate. BYU swept the Gales last year. Gales were one of the better teams in the conference last year. Basically the same lineup. And BYU, that great year they had last year, I think they would they have four sweeps, five sweeps in conference. Yeah, five of them. It was pretty, pretty impressive. And they were swept in the last. Yeah. Uh, they, they went into the last weekend with only four losses. Yeah. Were swept by Gonzaga up in Spokane before coming back and turning the tables in the conference tournament. 1-1 one, one pitch is outside. Two balls and a strike to Eddie House. House is uh, grounded out twice in the game. Here's the 2-1 from Motes. That's a curveball, and that looked pretty good. Yeah, he hasn't, you know, really hasn't called that high zone no. today at all. It's a good pitch, but. It's a big 12-6 curveball. I yeah. think the umpire, first time he's seen that, I think it yeah, you can't give might up have on fooled it. him a little bit. Yeah, you can't give up on that. You have to wait to call that. In your mind. Thorson due up next. There's a fly ball. Kyle Dean, uh, now Schneeman calling everybody off in shallow left. He'll make the play. And the Gales with four runs. They get those four runs on four hits. There were no errors. One man left. We're through four now. Gales five, Cougars one on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Hey, BYU baseball fans, you are listening to BYU Baseball on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Here's Brett Norton. Go Cougs. Well, the Cougars down by four runs now, and Anderson swings and misses. Coach Littlewood said on the pregame, hey, we just can't find, fall behind early with Wallencheck on the mound. And that's exactly what BYU has done here as we go to the fifth. Brennan is a one for two today. Fouls a pitch off. Well, it's uh, still a lot of baseball left, a lot of innings to be played, a lot of outs to be made. You got to, but uh, you know, you, now you're down four runs with a, and a, and you're a team that's been struggling to score runs of late. Got to find a way to just chip away and, and, and claw, claw back in here. Oh, two ball hit hard past Piscotti at third base for a base hit. Brennan's second hit of the ball game. 
And now it'll bring Sue up. Let's see if the Cougars can string a few together here. You know, that's the funny thing about this team, too. It seems like when we've gone down by a lot of runs, they've got loosened up. You know, you saw that against San Diego in game two last week where we were down by like seven runs late, and all of a sudden the last two innings we put together like five or six hits and scored some runs. It's like, where had that been all day, you know? And off a guy who was throwing well. First pitch to Sue is up high, ball one. So maybe uh, falling down four, they can loosen up and just say, hey, I'm just going to go play and see if we can uh, put together a, a crooked number inning and claw back in. This game's way from being over. That's the Cougars' fifth hit of the ball game. Ball on Chuck's pitch, fastball high and tight. 2-0. and Cougars scored their lone run in the first inning. They got one run uh, last night in the game, in the first. That was the only run they scored. 2-0 pitch. That's outside ball three. Well, no sacrificing here down four runs. Nope. Sue's got the green light. He uh, singled in the first, had a sack bunt in the third to move Anderson up. He was uh, stranded there. Up high, ball four. Good. Good at bat by Sue. A walk, and the Cougars have runners at uh, first and second base. Nobody out. Brock Hill steps in. Brock's has singled and been hit by a pitch. Yeah, which is exactly what you want to do after you give a four spot. Come right back at him. Put pressure on him. Now you got your best hitter up with no outs and two guys on. You know, see if Brock can come up with another hit here and kind of get a big inning going here. Or I'd even love it even more if, if he could just lose one. Well, you know, you conditions know? are right. It is, yeah. If there's any wind that's blowing out, we've seen a couple of balls really carry in the ballpark here. And we've seen him get kind of hosed on some conditions earlier this year. So, Hale steps in. Wallenchuk with runners at first and second base. And the first pitch to Hale. That ball's hammered. Center fielder going back. And he dives and makes a great catch. Unbelievable. Joey Fisk robbing Brock Hill of extra bases. I hate baseball sometimes. I really do. Great play by Fisk out there. Great defensive player and uh, showed it right there. One man out. Brock Hill jumped on the first pitch. Line shot. If he misses that, that's a triple and two-run score. Yeah. Because he dove out, completely stretched, and made the play for out one. Well, this is the third opportunity now that Kyle Dean has been up in this same situation. Two outs. Oh, sorry, one One out. out. Runners on first and second. Kyle struck out looking his first time, struck out swinging his third as he will step in against uh, Waldenchuk. And here's the first pitch to Dean, a swing and a miss off speed. Kyle well ahead of that with the swing. BYU have had base runners in every inning but the second. Yep. Had guys in scoring position first, third, again here in the fifth. He swings, foul tips it, backs it into the catcher's glove for strike two. Yeah, he just doesn't look right today, swinging through everything. There were some really good pitches he's had to hit that he's either swinging right through or barely foul tipping. Shorten up right here with two strikes. And just put a ball in play. 
Dean steps back in. Here's the 0-2. That's down low for a ball. Well, their dugout didn't like that pitch, that's for sure. They were a little excited on that. Come on, Ball Kyle. Chuck with uh, four strikeouts has not been overpowering at all. No, he game. hasn't. Really hasn't. Not like you would imagine with 98 Ks and 70 innings. Come on, Kyle. Find a way right here. One and two. Here's the pitch to Dean. A swing and a miss. Kyle Dean goes down for the third time in the game. Two men out. And that will bring up uh, Nate Favero. And Favero's been up there. This is his third time with runners at first and second. Did get an RBI on a little squibber down the first baseline his first time up. Well, and that's just, this has been our whole season. I mean, Brock Hill hammers that ball in the gap. Fisk makes an unbelievable play that saves him two runs. And then we punch out the next time. And now we're facing two outs, and we just have to find a way right here to just man up and get a two-out hit. That's what you need in the worst way right here. Here's Wallenchuk's first pitch to Nate Favero, and it's a fastball over for a strike. Ball's a little elevated there. He hasn't called that high pitch too often today. Huge line down the right field line. Get a hanging breaking ball right here and hook it down the line. It could possibly score two. I just want a single. I just want to score one right here. Start there and then go forward. 0-1. Pitch to Favero. Fouled off. 0-2. Allen Chuck's had a strikeout in every inning but the fifth there. No, no, he's got he got Dean, that's right. So yep. he's had five strikeouts. And his stuff hasn't been that good today, Brian. No. No, it hasn't. It's been hittable. Yeah, 85E in the fastball, not near where he's been early in the year. Here's the 0-2. Fouled off. Not nearly as good as Milam yesterday. No, not at all. I mean, the, the breaking ball has only really been sharp a couple of times. Just up there kind of floating. You know, yeah, he's got a high velocity, but his velocity's been down. He hasn't showed a ton of 90 pluses today. And his change just hasn't been able yeah. to locate his change at all. But no, uh, his change, change has been spiked in the dirt. This is a guy that you can get to. No balls, two strikes. Favero steps back in. And here's the pitch. Favero swings and misses out a fastball. Goes down on strikes. Cougars one hit, no no runs, one hit, no errors, two runners left. We're through four and a half, five one. Gales over the Cougars on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Well, the Cougars, good chance they're in the fifth. They hit a walk. Brock Hill hits a scorcher to center that. Uh, this makes a great play on, and then uh, Dean and Favero both strike out. As you'd mentioned, that's just kind of a synopsis of the entire season right there. The catcher, number 24, Jackson Thorson. As Thorson will step in against uh, Kendall Motes. We are in the bottom of the fifth. St. Mary's leading 5-1. Thorson has lined out and struck out in the game. 
And Moats' first pitch is uh, outside ball one. Thorson showed bunt there, got uh, Favero coming hard from third base. One and O oh the count to Thorson, the senior out of San Jose. Squares again to bunt. Takes that pitch up high, ball two. See the flags now in center field blowing directly out to center. Ball's been carrying well here today. 2-0 pitch inside, ball three. Settle down here, Kendall, and just get back in the zone. pitch, that's over for a strike. Good, good start. Get back to 3-1 and now get it back to 3-2. Thorson, Milam, Green do up here for the Gales. It's their power. All the power right here. Gales with four runs in the fourth have been the difference in this ballgame. They lead 5-1. 3-1 pitch down low. Motes walks Thorson. And that will bring uh, Kevin Milam to the plate. Number nine, Kevin Milam. Milam will step in. He's two for two. He's singled and tripled in the game. Got things going in the fourth with a leadoff triple off the wall in center. Milam was 0 for 3. In yesterday's game, the game he was pitching, two for two today in the first pitch, curveball up high, ball one. Moats came in and got the last out in the fourth. And he is out there here in the fifth. As Moats gets the sign from Hill, and that pitch is down low, ball two. Well, this is what got Motes in trouble throughout the year in his bad outings were throwing strikes. When he's in the zone, his stuff's so good, it's hard to hit. It's just getting him consistent in the zone. 2-0, pitch is down low, ball three. Mentioned, I can't see who's. I'm sure there's people in the pen working. But from our vantage point, from, oh, from any vantage point in the ballpark, other than when you're in the bullpen, you can't see what's going on out there. 3 0 pitch. Up high, ball four. So Moats walks the first two hitters here in the inning. And that'll bring up Matt Green. Like you said, just frustrating. Moats. The first base, dynamic three, stuff. But uh, just unable to find the zone. Well, you need a double play ball in the worst way right here. But I wouldn't be surprised if they bunt green here. But I probably would may, might even have him take a tell to get to a strike because he's thrown, yeah. you know, eight balls and only one strike this inning. Green steps in. Here's Moats. And the first pitch is inside for ball one. Come on, come on. 
I would think he'd be taken all the way until he gets a strike. We'll see. He looks down at the third base coach. He's got the sign. And here is the pitch from Motes. That's over for a strike, one and one. A ball and a strike. Boy, the relay from the head coach to the third base coach to the takes to the hitter takes, takes a long time. Forever. Here's the 1-1. One, one. There's a bunt down the third baseline. Motes picks it up. He'll go to first for the out. He looked at third. I think he had a chance he there. He did, yeah. He really did. So the sacrifice the right bunt executed. And Joe Vranish, who is uh, one for two, had a single his last time up. Cougars pull the infield in. Down by four runs. And Vranish again. I tell you, I've never seen a third base coach take so long signaling his, uh, not only his base runners, but also the hitter. He has a... He has a set of signals for his base runners, and then he turns to the hitter. Usually, you know, it's uh, it's the same sign. Yeah. Pitch, uh, good play by Noah Hill. Knocked down that uh, 58-foot curveball there and kept it in front of him for ball one. One ball, no strikes to count with uh, one man out. And Vranish, the hitter. Runners at second and third. Both those guys were walked on by Motes. Here's the 1-0 pitch, and that is down low for ball two. BYU down 5-1. Really can't afford to give up much more. With uh, Wallenchuk on the hill and the way the Cougars have struggled offensively. And here's the 2-0 pitch. That's up high, ball three. Almost balked right there. Barely came set. Three balls, no strikes with runners at second and third. Novus is on deck. And the 3-0 pitch high and tight, ball four. Three walks, and inning but given up by Motes. And Novus is the hitter. He's a right-hander. Yeah, you would think, hey, you might want to go to somebody here, but in reality, there's not a ton of guys on the back end of the bullpen besides your, your main three guys who you can trust to go to. And, and Parkinson... After Tuesday, said his arm's been, you know, tired and sore, which he's been used a lot this year. Yeah. You know, Blake through yesterday. Zerman's been a little bit sore. So you got guys that – there's other guys in the pen that just haven't proven that they can go out there and get it done. So you, you don't trust to go to those guys right now. Pitch is wow. over for a strike. So you kind of feast or famine here with, with Kendall. Still have Sudruth down there. And, yeah. uh, you know, a couple of guys, but also you've got another game tomorrow. Yeah. Burrup uh, down there, he could go. And you still haven't, you still don't have a starting pitcher for tomorrow, so right. you know. 
No balls in a strike to Ryan Novus. You're oh. still right here, just ground ball away. Ground ball away to get out of this jam. That's what you're looking for. Cougars back up the middle now, looking for that double play ground ball. As Ryan Novus, uh, one for one today, one for one yesterday. Ball fouled straight back. Well, he, uh, he, hit, he hit a double play ball his first at bat. We just weren't able to turn it. So you're hoping to see that again here, or a strikeout. No balls, two strikes, one man out. And Maltz ahead in the count, 0-2. Here's Moats 0-2, curveball down low for ball one. Yeah, that's a big-time curveball, a really big 12-6 curveball, but he just can't. Uh, halftime doesn't seem like they know for sure where it's going. Yeah, he's, he's either up or down in the dirt. Exactly. I was just about to say that. It's either way high for a ball or it's been spiked so, so far into the dirt that it's an automatic ball that you take it. Just need to find somewhere in between and you'd be in good shape. Ball and two strikes. Here's the pitch. Ball hit. That is going to be a base hit into left field. One run scores. Here comes the runner from second base. He scores, and the score now 7-1. to one. Kyle Dean a little slow getting to that ball. I thought he might have had a play at home plate. He's playing deep right now, and because of that, he can't get there quick the enough. Well, Novus, another pair of RBIs. Both those RBIs were walks. Now runners at first and second. Gio Diaz, the hitter. Ball not hit hard, but just past the outstretched glove of uh, Daniel Sneeman. And St. Mary's with two more here in the fifth inning. And here's the pitch to Diaz, and that's inside ball one. Diaz single in the third, walked in the fourth. And here's the one ball pitch. Up high, ball two. St. Mary's now seven runs, eight base hits. They just had good one run on five hits. Had good team hitting. They've made uh, the walks pay, and they've had some, some clutch hitting. and. Which is inside ball three. They've done what good team's supposed to do, you know. You give them opportunities, and they just really put the, the pedal pedal down and just, you know, stomping on it right now. Getting in good counts and, and making them pay. Three balls, no strikes. Pitches up high, ball four. So another walk by Motes, his fourth of the inning. He's just given up one hit. And that's it uh, for Motes as Mike Littlewood out. We'll take a two-minute break. Be back with a new pitcher for the Cougars on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Justin Sturter on, the freshman, Laguna Niguel product. Bases loaded, one man out. St. Mary's has scored two here in the bottom of the fifth. They lead 7-1. Sterner's first pitch to Piscotti is over for a strike. 
third baseman, number eight. Justin Austin. Sterner this, this year, uh, no wins, a loss. 4.05 earned run average. This is his eighth appearance. Six innings is, again, like Moats, he's given up 12 walks, so two walks for every appearance or every inning he's pitched. This kid's got good stuff. Just need to learn how to control it and throw strikes. There's a ball fouled off and yeah, I mean, count 0-2. He, he really does. He's got a power arm. Good breaking ball. No return missionary who's just still getting his arm back. But uh, it's more about confidence with him than anything. You know, when he pitches confident and down in the zone, he's tough to hit. But uh, kind of similar to, to most of the guys that struggled this year. It's, it's just being passive and, and not competing in the zone. No balls, two strikes. Piscotti steps back in. Pitch. Fly ball. Brock Hale coming over. He's going to be caught by the center fielder. Run will score. The sacrifice fly off the bat of Piscotti. And St. Mary's has scored three here in the bottom of the fifth. They lead 8 1. Sacrifice fly. Piscotti's fifth RBI of the year. Top of the order, Joy Fisk. He's been very good today. He's two for three with three RBIs. Two base hits, doubled in two, a two out in the last inning, and that was really the big blow for this uh, St. Mary's team. Fisk steps in. He's the eighth guy to come to the plate here in the fifth. First pitch down low, ball one. Sterner, uh, his delivery just effortless. And he's yeah, really 90. Is. Right around 90 miles an hour, as you mentioned, as he can get himself around himself back into shape. Could be a real great pitcher for the Cougars in the next couple of years. Here's the one ball pitch from Sterner. And that is down low ball two. Joy Fisk, uh, if you ask me, I think he'd be a disappointing year, only hitting 256 coming in. The senior out of Poway, California, down in the San Diego area. A couple of big hits here, and a great defensive play that robbed Brock Hill of base hit. There's another base hit by Fisk. One run will score. The Cougars bobble it in the outfield. Two runs are going to score. Fisk is going in for a triple. Here's the throw, and he slides in safely. Fisk, three hits. And he has five RBIs, and St. Mary's lead this one by a score of 10 to 1. Have yourself a day, Joe Fisk. Fisk, a couple of doubles and a single, five RBIs. St. Cougars led this one after three. St. Mary's one in the fourth, four in the fourth. And they've scored five here in the fifth. Ten runs on just nine base hits. How many walks do we have in there? Four Seven. runs in this inning have been by walk. Wow. Pitch is down low, ball one. Well, we've walked a total of, what, seven guys? Or eight guys in the day? Nobody in the first two. Nobody in the first three. And then we started walking people. We uh, Well, just, yeah, five. Five, five walks bucks. in the game. Runner at third base, and that ball hit into center field. In comes Jarrett Perns. He's there, makes the catch for the out. 
Five runs for St. Mary's in the inning. They lead 10-1 on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Keaton Kringlin steps in. Keaton is 0 for 2 today. Flew out to left and struck out looking. Cougars down big, 10-1 as we go to the sixth. And Kringlin swings and misses for strike one. Keaton, a 281 average coming into the ballgame, 0 for 2 here today. Pitch from Wallenchuk is down low. Wallenchuk hasn't had his good stuff, but I'll tell you, he's had the offensive support. St. Mary's five runs on just two base hits. There were four walks in the inning. All four of those guys came in to score. That's making it pay right there. You get free bases and you make them pay. The 1-1 pitch is over for a strike. A ball and two strikes. Kringlin, Hill, and Schneeman do up here in the inning. And here's the one ball pitch. Kringlin takes the pitch just inside. Boy, was lucky there. Didn't get rung up. Pretty good pitch there by Waldenchuk. Two and two. And that one's hammered down the third baseline. Fair ball into the corner. Kringlin around first base. And Keaton Kringlin will end up with a double to lead off the sixth inning. First extra base hit of the ball game for the Cougars. And that will bring Noah Hill up. That's the one thing we've been really good at this year is we're really good at hitting with nobody on base. <laughs> if you look at our team average with nobody on, it's really good. It's just. And with the, guys in scoring position, it's about it's, one. It's what about uh, around 100, right? Yeah, it's not very good. So Maybe it's two men out and, and uh, runners in scoring position. It's, yeah, there it is. It's absolutely pathetic. All fouled off. Well, and the, and, and, and the hard thing is it's like, man. They're such talented kids. They're such great kids. They're fun to be around. They work hard. You know, you feel for them because you want them to succeed. They want to succeed. It's not like they're going out there to fail. They're just, they've got that kind of like monkey on their back of runners in scoring position, you know, getting that big knock. And it's really just kind of traveled throughout the whole year. Here's the 0-1 to Hill. That's over for a strike. Well, you know, you you try too hard. Baseball is such a mental game and you're out there. You just kind of get yourself wound up, and and we've talked and, about uh, that a lot. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just one of those things, and and they're these aren't new kids; these are kids that have that performed. I that mean, have these are performed. kids that have put big numbers up yeah, in the past, big numbers, and had big at bats, and won games for us, lots of games, and have been proven type yeah, veterans. That, that, that's the head scratcher right yeah. there. Pitch to Hill is down low, one and two. You just wonder, you know, what changed. Well, a lot of it changes is, is now they're asked to not be the role guy that they've been, and now they're asked to be the guy. You know, Bronson and Chauncey and Shaver, all those guys are gone that have been the leader-type guys, and, and these guys are trying to, you know, fill that void, and, and it just hasn't happened. And yeah, I feel for the guys. It hasn't clicked. Yeah, feel for the guys. One and two. Pitches up high, and it's not, you know, in no way is it a lack of effort. No, a lack it isn't. of coaching because, you know, you're there every day. I've yeah. seen enough yeah. of the practices. You know, I know what goes into it, and uh, – 
nothing's changed from last year when they had so much success. And you talk about the effort. These kids are trying hard. They come to work every single day to get better, and it just hasn't, you know, translated. Right back to Wallenchuk. He snags the line drive off the bat of Noah Hill. That was a a base hit. Hill was robbed. A great play by Wallenchuk. One man out. Catcher Thorson's going to go out and talk to his big lefty. He just kind of flipped his uh, glove yeah, out. I don't know how he got a caught piece it. of it, but he did, yeah. And you know, if anything, I feel bad for these seniors. I really do. You know, you had such high expectations. Had such a fantastic, you know, record-turning type year last year to get over that hump and get to a regional. And then, you know, these seniors come back with all that experience and, and success and just haven't had that this year. And I just really feel for those guys because you hate to see them go out this way, you know. Anderson, Favero, Hayden, Rogers. You know, Rhett Parkinson has been really good. You know, Kendall Motes, and those are our guys. And I just really feel for those guys to go out this way. One man out, Sneeman steps in. Ball fouled off. And people can say, oh, the season's not over. You still have, you know, seven, eight games left. Well, hey, you're here, you're here to win games, and you're here to win championships, and you're here to get to that tournament. And, you know, if you can't find a way to get back into this game and win it, your season's pretty much well, just You know, and, and it's over. kind of a given. I mean, yeah, that's, that, that, that's yeah. without at least that getting into the tournament, yeah. you know, you consider it uh, in yeah. a lot of ways, you know, a failure. Getting to the t- tournament is the reason you go out there because that gives you the opportunity to play one more week and get to a regional. And we're competitive guys, and at the end of the day, you're not just playing the sport to go out and, and lose. You're playing to win. Now uh, Valenzuela is going to come out and talk to Wallenchuk, uh, check on him, I guess. Yeah. And when we, you know, we, we I mean, when we talk about failure, we're certainly not talking about, uh, you know, but it, it's just been the, the alarming way that it's happened yeah, it really with has. this team. Yeah. I asked Coach Littlewood yesterday, have you ever coached a team in your 20-plus years of head coaching that you've had this this amount of veteran guys coming back that has struggled so much? He goes, no. You know, in in my 27 years doing the radio, you know, coming into this year, I mean, I was excited. I mean, you you looked at the kids coming back and the kids that were at it, and you thought this could be another special year. And I know the goal was to get to the – beyond the regional this year. Absolutely. No, I mean, high expectations for a talented group. And and the sad part is, we've said in multiple team meetings, how many times have we been the most talented team this year? You know, a lot of, there's been a lot of games. It's like, man, there's not a guy on that team that I'd want on this group. We have a fantastic group. They just haven't been able to put together. Here's the 1-1 pitch to Schneeman. Curveball over for a strike. And, and, And the big question is, well, how does that happen? Right, and we've said it a million times. They've just trying so hard. Instead of simplifying this game and taking what it gives you, they just try to do so much. Here's the one-two to Sneeman. Little looper center field. That ball will be caught by Fisk for out number one, or out number two. And the thing uh, about the, the thing about this sport is it 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 is a sport that uh, it makes you pay. For mistakes, right? And, and if all of a sudden you start to fail, it just adds on and adds on. And the next thing you know, it becomes like 
kind of like the black hole of, of the whole team of, oh, we can't do this, we can't do this, and it just adds that pressure even more. Well, and, and, and baseball is a game of failure. It you is. F- you fail individually. It is, yeah. Seven out of ten times, and you're a great hitter. Yeah. And then it, if your team fails on top of that, then that just puts the added pressure. It does. Where you maybe try a, to do a little more than you, yeah. than, you know, you're able. Swing and a miss by Perns for strike one. I mean, this road trip has been a perfect example. What is it? We've scored uh, two runs in, what, 27 innings, beginning with the Cal game yeah. now? Not 27, but 20, I think yeah. it was 25. Yeah, yeah 25 24 innings. now, 24. This is our 24th inning this week. And now the pitchers, you know, pitching's okay. Cal kind of had a staff day. But uh, Cougars. And, and uh, that, that Cal day, like we talked about on the radio yesterday, it was a tough day to hit. Wind blowing in, moist day at night with a lot of humidity in the air. Ball was going nowhere. Tough day to hit for both sides. Both sides didn't hit that day, you know, but. Pitch is over for call strike three. Perns goes down on strikes. Hollenchucks uh, works his way out after giving up a leadoff double. We're going to the uh, bottom of the six, 10-1. St. Mary's over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Back here, St. Mary's, 10-1. Gales leading the Cougars as we play the bottom of the sixth inning. First pitch is over for a call strike to Jackson Thorson. Thorson, hitless today, strikeout. He lined out and walked. He scored one time. Curveball down low. A ball and a strike. Justin Sterner on the hill for the Cougars, the third pitcher in the ball game for BYU. And here's Sterner's pitch, fouled off. They have an air gun here when the ball is fouled over. They have a pool over here in their rec area. Oh, okay. Who's the and guy that's so on the air gun? You know, there's a guy sitting up here that has an air gun, and whenever there's a foul ball hit, he blows the <laughs> blows the gun or blows the whistle and uh, lets people know in the pool that there might be a ball approaching. <laughs> Go underwater quick. Yeah, dive in the water. <laughs> He's diving off the diving board. That wouldn't be fun to get hit with a ball. In the old San Diego State days, they uh, used to have that same type of thing. They had Did a that? pool behind their uh, Tony Gwynn Stadium. Ooh. Pitches inside. Close pitch. Three and two. Sterner wanted that pitch. <laughs> Three balls, two strikes, bottom of the sixth. And here is Justin Sterner's pitch, and that's fouled off again up into the pool. It's now, worth I, a price of admission just to watch those foul balls go off. This park used to be where the pool used to be. Is right. The, yeah. the park used to be back in that okay. very corner, and then they moved it here. Do you know how many years ago they moved it here? Not uh, sure. It's been Quite six, a few years. eight years. Okay. Yeah. Sterner's pitch, fly ball. Should be playable. Sneeman going into shallow left. He is there, and he'll make the play for the out. One man down, and Kevin Milam steps in. He's two for two with a walk, scored twice. Hit what he thought was a home run. But yeah. He only ended up at first base. I want to see that replay because I thought it was a home run. But I thought it hit the net. There's netting. And, you yeah. know, I'm not sure how far that netting is behind the field. Yeah, I'm not sure The either. field. 
but there's netting that goes all the way around the field. I'm not sure why. There's nothing really on the other side of the field but just a vacant area. But they've got about a, what, a 15-foot net that uh, totally rings behind the fence. And I'm not, like I said, I'm just not sure how far behind the fence it actually is. There's a, a yellow line up over the uh, the green wall here, and that's one of the improvements that they've made here and in the last the couple of years. And all the left is the softball fields over there. So that's where the stands would be. So it's trying to protect them a little bit. But in right, it's just, just trees. Here's the 0-1. Sterner's pitch is uh, outside. And maybe the net is to keep the trees from hanging over the fence so that they don't come and play. I'm guessing here. I'm trying to make anything oh, I possibly can. Oh, that was, that was good. Because <laughs> I've seen that in baseball games where you've, you hit a tree branch up above well, a fence. Well, back at, uh, you know, before we put the new field in, new fence at yeah. Larry Miller Field, a couple of those big pine trees yeah. were starting to they were. edge their way out into the they field were. to play. Yeah. Two balls and a strike, one man out. Kevin Milam with Justin Sterner on the hill. Pitches a swing and a miss. Good fastball there by Sterner. Milam took a hack right there. He wanted to hit one into the trees. Sterner's brother, it's Jack, I believe, it also is, yeah. signed. A big kid. What are you, six seven? Big boy, yeah. Big pitcher out of Laguna Niguel. Is he a mission kid next year? Or is uh, he? I think he's coming right in. He uh, hurt his arm this high school, so... 2-2 pitch, fouled off. I'm not sure if he's going to be healthy enough to, to pitch for us next year, depending on the timetable, but uh, he had uh, elbow surgery during the high school year about a couple months ago. Cougars pitching was started early this year with yeah. uh, both Gates and Ryan Brady going down within a week of each other in the first three weeks of the season, and that was kind of a telltale sign. It really was. The Cougars, Brady was... Good enough stuff to maybe be the number one starter. Of course, Jordan Wood's been so dynamic. but uh, And then Gates, who was an all-conference closer last year, went down. Uh, Riley battling, done some stem cell working. He told me the other day he's up to 83 with his velo. And, and so he's working hard. He's on the trip. He's a he's a great influence on this team. They, they travel with him. Two balls, two strikes. And the pitch from Sterner fouled off again. Yeah, you know, baseball, funny game. That's what makes it so great. Boy, it's just such a it's – a, it's an individual sport that's played by a team. And uh, the Cougars uh, just kind of a head-scratcher this year. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's so frustrating. pitch outside, ball three. So that uh, USF-Pepperdine game is a good game. It's in the ninth now with USF leading 6-4. Going to the bottom of the – can't tell if it's the top or bottom of the ninth. That would tie uh, those two teams in conference play. The pitch is uh, down low, so Milam works his way on with a one-out walk. And that will bring Matt Green to the plate. Green will step in. He's 0 for 2 today. Has an RBI and a ground out. Had a sacrifice bun his last time up. And Sterner rocks and fires, and that pitches down low, ball one. Cougars led this game 
believe it or not, one to nothing. And then uh, St. Mary's tied it up in the third. Then St. Mary's put four on the board in the fourth, five in the fifth to blow this thing open. The 1-0 pitch is swung and fouled straight back. Tomorrow will be on the air at uh, 2 o'clock Utah time, BYU and St. Mary's. uh, Finish uh, this three-game setup. LMU or St. Mary's tough uh, series coming up. They've got LMU and Pepperdine. Yeah, they got their the work last ahead. two weeks. I'm sure when they looked at their schedule and thought, "Wow, BYU, LMU, and Pepperdine the last three, we better take care of business early." And of course, they didn't. They struggled, but if they can win this series. They would have uh, at least uh, 12 wins going into those last six. Yep. And they finished the uh, season off really strong so last strong, year to get yeah. in. They had to do the unthinkable of winning eight of nine to get in, and they did. 2-1 pitch. That's inside. Ball three. I was kind of hoping we'd have one of those runs. Matt Green, first baseman. 3-1 count. And the pitch popped up. Favero going down the first baseline. Going to stay in. Nate is not able to get there. Neither is Anderson. Landed right at the base of uh, the wall out there. Very, very tough play. Neither one could get there. So the count now goes full three and two. Three and two, one man out in the sixth. And here is uh, Sterner's pitch, ball grounded, foul down the third baseline. In uh, yesterday's ball game, about two hours and 29 minutes, we've just uh, passed that already, just in the bottom of the sixth inning. Yeah. A lot of walks, a lot of pitches in the ball game. Here's a 3-2 again. Ball fouled off again off the first base side. He steps out, looks at the third base coach. I can't imagine what he's going to tell him. Yeah. I'm not uh, sure if there's a sign 3-2, one out and a nine-run lead. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Let's go ahead. Just delay in the game. Ball fouled Holy off again. Cow. Put it in play. It's like six straight foul balls. Good battle. Put it in play and get back in the batter's box. Yeah. Stop looking over at the coach. Three and two. Sterner. And the pitch. That's up high ball four. No, that... Uh, yeah, that ball four hit him, same thing. I, yeah, I think it might have glanced <laughs> off his arm. Yeah. So runners at first and second base. Now batting the right fielder, number seven. Joe Vranish steps in. Vranish has one hit. He scored twice. Walked his last time up. And he will step in batting from the right side. 
against uh, Justin Sterner. There's a pop-up. Shallow right field. Brock Hill battling the sun. He's there, makes the play for the outrunner at second, advances to third on the fly ball out. So two men out, and that will bring to the plate uh, Ryan Novus, who has really been swinging a hot bat. Yeah, he has. Had the game winner yesterday in the bottom of the ninth. Today he is uh, two for three with a pair of RBI, singled in two his last time up. So Novus will step in, right-handed hitter against uh, Justin Sterner. And here is Sterner's first pitch. Down a little bit low, ball one. Cougars have not determined the starter for tomorrow. Is that correct? Correct, yeah. Nick Frank will get the start for St. Mary's. The ball fouled off. Nick Frank, four wins, four losses, 3.99 earned run average. He's got 70 strikeouts on the year. So he will get the start. Frank has been a weekend starter. That'll be his 12th start, averaging about a strikeout an inning. Opponents hitting 276 off of Frank. 1-1 pitch, you know, talking to some of the people at St. Mary's, they like to throw Wallenchuk, who they consider their best guy the second day. Now, let's talk about this. Pretty interesting. I've never heard of this theory, but if you get beat the first day, you want your best guy coming back to tie the series up. If you win the first day, you, you throw your best guy, and he's got a chance to win the series game two. Now, a lot of that will depend on who your game one guy is. Milam, outstanding. You know, I have a hard time believing – uh, Wallenchuk, he's got better stats for sure. Ball's fouled out of play. But I'd never heard it uh, quite like that. It's it's not bad. Of course, it would depend on, who on your, who's on your pitching staff. Yeah, I mean, obviously they got two bona fide number one dudes with watching their stuff. But, uh, yeah, the one thing that's interesting about that as well is um, it puts you in a great position if you can win game one, right? And, hey, so many times you have your best versus their best, and sometimes – your best pitcher is just much better than their guy that day, right? And you don't want to waste your best arm against their best arm. And sometimes there's there's coaches that like to stagger that and say, okay, hey, we're going to throw our best against their number two, and we'll throw our two against their one yeah. and, and, and try to go that route. Um, there's even some teams, Portland, before this year, used to throw their best guy on day three. three. Yeah, they wanted to try to get that win, you know. And uh, so everyone has their in- interesting ways, but – it really helps if you can. Ball hit pretty well. One. Center fielder Perns going back. He'll make the catch for the out. And St. Mary's retired here. No runs, no hits, no errors. Two runners left. We're through six now. 10-1. Gales over the Cougars on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hey, sports fans. This is Jordan Wood, pitcher for the BYU baseball team, and you're listening in to the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Back here as we go to the seventh and one. St. Mary's leading BYU. Brennan Anderson 
will lead it off. Anderson uh, two for three today. Brennan, the senior captain, wants to go out strong individually as well as like his team to follow his lead. So, uh, Brennan, uh, a good game here today. Anderson steps in. New pitcher Andrew Hansen for St. Mary's into the ball game. Andrew Hansen, uh, three wins, two losses, a 4.85 earned run average, his 17th appearance. He's thrown 26 innings this year. Pitches inside for ball two. Hansen in those 26 innings has given up 27 hits. Opponents hitting 276 off the right-hander out of Roseville, California. Here's the 2-0 pitch. That's inside for ball three. Hanson, 20 strikeouts in those 26 innings, uh, has walked seven. And here's the 3-0. That's on the inside corner for a strike. Casey Jacobson up next. He came in for Sue in the last inning. Favera went over to first base, and uh, Casey uh, moved to third. There's a fastball over for call strike two. Kind yeah, of a slinger, not yeah, a real really sidearm yeah, guy, but three-quarter. Just whipping it in there. 3-2, inside ball four. So Anderson on for the third time in the ball game, And Casey Jacobson will step in. Jacobson 0 for 3 in yesterday's game. First at bat here this afternoon. So Jacobson will come up with Brock Hale on deck. And nobody out here in the seventh. Cougars trying to battle back in this one. Ball popped up out of play. Cougars with six hits. Uh, St. Mary's with nine, but the Cougars, a few too many walks well, and, and, and timely hitting and by St. Mary's. Hey, sometimes you can have a lot of walks in a game and they don't hurt you because you find a way to pitch out of it. But today, every walk that we had, except for I think one, end up scoring. And and that that's what hurts you. Oh, one pitch, fly ball. Fisk going over, right fielder coming over. Now Fisk makes the play in right center field for out number one. And that will bring Hale to the plate. Brock Hale uh, singled in the first, hit by a pitch in the third, lined out to Fisk in center who robbed him of extra bases on a great play in the alley. Cougars' uh, Kobe Kelton. Haven't seen him this year out of Round Rock, Texas, freshman. Yeah, good to see him. In the on-deck circle. He, uh, he had a uh, pinch hit at Auburn, and he's came in a couple times to run. But, uh, yeah, give, give a young kid a shot now, right? See what he can do. So Kelton on deck, he'll hit for uh, Kyle Dean. And Hale steps in. First pitch, that ball's hammered. Left field in for a base hit. Brock Hale really swinging the bat well here. Doesn't have a whole lot of hits to show for him. He's hit the ball hard. He's got two hits. He should have three. Colby Kelton will come up. Way, 
Colby Kelton uh, won at bat this year. Has yet to pick up a base hit. Colby Kelton wearing number 19 for the Cougars. 5'10", 180. Colby's a great kid from Texas. Good family. Works hard. You know, never complains. He's trying to get better. Young freshman kid just trying to learn the game. One ball pitch to Kelton is over for a strike. Has a lot of potential. Really good bat speed. And uh, he had a couple balls this fall, you know, up over the second fence and over the scoreboard in the Marriott Center. So uh, he's got some juice. Kelton, um, kind of a utility guy. You got him listed yeah. as a shortstop outfielder. Yeah, he's a little everywhere. Play so, anywhere. Yeah. Here's the 0-1. That ball's hit into right field. Base hit. That ball's going to, oh, yeah, it's going to get to the wall. Here comes one run, another run, and Kelton with a double, and the Cougars score two as Kobe Kelton goes the other way on the pitch. Great job, Kobe. Way to come in prepared and ready to go. And, hey, first hit as a Coug, and he gets the first two RBIs. Love seeing that stuff. Double, two RBIs for Kelton. Might earn him a start tomorrow. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Yeah, he was on time and ready for that fastball, and that's the, that's the thing he can do. He can hit a fastball. He really can. Favero steps in. Nate is one for three today. Had an RBI single back in the first, and Favero hits this ball pretty well. Right fielder going back. He is near the track. Makes the catch. Kelton will tag. At second base, move up to third, and Favero just missed that one. Yeah, that's twice now that Favero's just missed the ball in that right center gap. That's the wrong place to hit it. If he hits that 20 feet to the right, it's probably out of here. You know, he that's the one thing that Favero hasn't been able to do this year. Pull it, right? Is pull it. Yeah. You know, he's, he's gap to gap, which is great, but when he's getting those pitches to hit, he's got to pull that ball down the line. If you pull it down the line, that's a home run. You know, and that's just a deep out right there. And that's why and he, well, he he did that last year. He yeah. pulled he pulled a lot of balls for home runs last year. Oh, and that's why he has no home runs this year. First pitch down low to uh, Kringlin. Every single home run he hit last year were right center to the line, and only one was right center. The other six were down the line. You know, within the first thirty feet of the, of the right field line. Pitch to Kringlin is over for a call strike. Yeah, Favero last year had seven home runs, 46 RBIs. Has yet to hit one this year and has a 21 right now RBIs. Kringlin hits that ball pretty well. Center fielder Fisk going back. He is just short of the track in center. He'll make the play for the out. The Cougars score two runs. They get those two runs on two base hits. Nowhere is one man left. We are through six and a half. 10-3 now, St. Mary's over BYU on your Cougar Baseball Radio Network. Go to the bottom of the seventh inning. St. Mary's will step in. 10-3, St. Mary's leading the Cougars. Gio Diaz with Kenny Sines on the hill for the Cougars. First pitch over for a call strike. Kenny Sines, a junior out of Corpus Christi, Texas. And he's got a no-one count. Fastball up, Paul. We talked about the signs a little bit, and 
again, the thing with Kenny, it's it's been his uh, command, uh, 21 walks and 20 innings. And we've said that about three guys yeah. <laughs> that have been on the mound here today. Boy, you can't throw a strike. Uh, pretty tough to be successful on the mound, especially well, hey, Division One baseball. I mean, this kid came in highly touted as far as an opportunity to come in and, and be the guy. And in the fall, we thought he could be our number one guy. That's how good he was this fall. And then he just came out this spring and, you know, just has struggled at times. The looper, uh, Anderson calls Favero off, uh, and, and, and Shallow Wright makes the play. And the crazy thing is you, you look at his ERA, right? If you were to look at uh, Sainz's ERA, probably, what, seven? Yeah, Sainz's yeah, ERA, seven, seven six, six, five. five. He has 21 walks in 20 innings, right? There's been three times where he's walked the bases loaded and gotten out of it. Yeah. You know, it could be ten times worse. Now, he's a bulldog. He's a competitive kid. He wants to compete. He wants to get after it. He just kind of gets in his own way sometimes and doesn't pound the zone. First pitch popped up. Again, Anderson. Now, Favero calling everybody off on this one. He makes the play, so quickly two men out. Well, the thing about Sainz, he was here all last year. He saw the success. He did. Killing him that he wasn't part of that. Yeah. And uh, like you said, he worked hard, continued to work hard. Now his junior year, uh, you know, just got to get some things figured out during the offseason and, and get him pre- get himself prepared for next year. Yes, he does. He really does. Two men out. Joey Fisk steps in, bottom of the seventh. First pitch, line drive right at Schneeman, who hey, makes the catch finally got Fisk for out. the out. <laughs> And St. Mary's retired in order here. We're through seven complete, 10-3. St. Mary's over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Noah Hill steps in. Noah's walked twice and lined back to the pitcher. 0-for-1 today for the Cougar catcher. Pitch high and tight for ball two. Working his second inning for uh, St. Mary's. Andrew Hansen gave up uh, two runs on two hits. Had a walk back in the top of the seventh. Uh, Cougars now eight hits on the day as uh, Hill fouls this one off. Game three tomorrow here at uh, St. Mary's at uh, 2 o'clock Utah time. One here. We'll have it for you. And then uh, on to Salt Lake City Tuesday night against the Utes. Tough schedule. Nine-game road trip. Third game of that nine-game trip. Playing three Pac-12 schools. Midweek, Utah, Stanford, and Cal this last Tuesday. Stanford uh, presently ranked uh, number two in the nation. Their pitching staff's unbelievable. 3-1 pitch. That's up high ball four. So Hill with three walks in the game. Yeah, getting a chance to start today, and he's uh, basically saying, hey, I want to get another start tomorrow. Had, and then he's had four quality at-bats, three walks, and hit that line drive right back at the pitcher that was caught. Sneeman steps in. Daniel is 0 for 3. Grounded in with double play. There was an interference uh, call on that one. Flew to center twice. First pitch to Sneeman is over for a strike. Looks like we got uh, Mitch McIntyre on deck as a pinch hitter for Perns. McIntyre, the lefty, will bat uh, against the righty, Hanson. Here's the 0-1. That ball hit to right at the shortstop on the second for one. The return to first. 
not in time. Sneeman hustling down the bag and able to beat the throw. So Sneeman on the fielder's choice. Just kind of reached out and poked that yeah, one. Yeah, he did. Not a very not aggressive swing, swing with only being one strike yeah. there. Now two strikes, I can get that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. But, hey, on a 0-1 count, still take a hack. Again, from our vantage point, it was hard to see where the ball was hit because yeah. we're, we're, we're actually, we're literally both below and behind the umpire, and he's a big guy. When the ball's hit up the middle, sometimes it's hard picking up that uh, baseball. As McIntyre steps in in the first pitch outside, ball one. Mitch yesterday went one for three in the game. Cougars with a runner at first base and the pitch to McIntyre, and that's over for a strike. One ball, one strike to the freshman out of Stansbury High out in the Tooele Valley. And McIntyre swings and misses one and two. Yeah, McIntyre is going to be a good player when it's all said and done. He shows all the tools of being a good one. Throws well, runs well, you have know, it, has a it, great swing. Have any of the kids decided where they're going to play summer ball? Have yeah, there's a, lot of guys, there's a lot of guys that have been assigned and placed. Coach Brent Herring knows a little bit more of those. One-two pitch, that ball's hit. Second baseman loves it, throws to second for one. The return to first, not in time. As, again, McIntyre beats the throw to first base. So he's on the fielder's choice, and uh, Schneeman retired, 4-6. Two men out. Yeah, pretty much every single one of our guys will go out and play this summer, except if you're married, it's a, it's, it's an option. You don't have to go play. We, we like all of our guys that are not married to go out and play because they just need those at-bats. But uh, um, if you're married, it's kind of a choice. Most guys don't go but uh, that are married. But uh, it's good for them to get out and, and play. Brennan Anderson steps in. Well, it's got to be a little bit of a financial burden, too, for a married kid. Yeah, for sure. Well, a lot of the guys like to just work in the summer. They're yeah. there just to work. and Come in and work out. Yeah. Work in our camps and things like that. No balls, one strike to Anderson. Uh, Brennan is uh, two for three today. And the pitch is fouled off. Cougars lost a heartbreaker here last night, a 2-1 walk-off win. They were ahead 1-0 most of that game until St. Mary's tied it on a home run in the eighth. Then they scored a couple in the ninth, or uh, one in the ninth to win it 2-1. BYU, uh, not too often you're involved in two walk-off losses in a yeah, row. It happened. It's, Cal and St. Mary's, you yeah, hate to see that. Tough couple of days. Oh, two. That's a strike three call. Good curveball. Anderson goes down on strikes. Cougars down in the eighth. 10-3. St. Mary's over BYU on your Cougar, new skin, Cougar baseball network. Eddie House will come to the plate against Kenny Sines. Sines worked a perfect seventh inning for the Cougars. And House takes the first pitch, uh, 0-1 now. Pitch from Signs, a swing and a miss. No balls and two strikes. Cougars led this one 1-0. St. Mary's tied at uh, 1-1 in the third, and St. Mary's got four in the fourth, five more in the fifth. Four of those runs were 
guy, by guys that were walked on. If not, you know, you're 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 yeah, right a, back in this ball. Well, game. I mean, it's, I mean, it's literally five, it's five three or five, six three, three game, and we had runners on the last couple of innings yeah. that could have made interesting. So that's just the difference. One inning can really change the game. Here's the one two. Signs uh, pitches well outside for ball two. That guy over there. <laughs> I don't two, know. Two balls and two strikes. And talking to himself. He's, I told you last night he's here every year. He I'm is, not sure yeah. who he is. He looks, put a mask on, put a gale on him or yeah, something. Yeah, basically. The uh, the greatest story of all, there was a guy in New Mexico that came when we used to play in the Mountain West. Everybody called him the weasel. Okay. I mean, even the New Mexico fans and really? the players. He would stand right on behind the near the cougar dugout right next to the uh, backstop and he was chirping i, I mean the guy was unbelievable that's and funny year after year three two ball hit right to sneeman on a high hop daniel's got it throws the first for the out i'm glad from your side you could see that i had no idea where that ball was being hit <laughs> the umpire was blocking me 100 percent. no idea it was a big high hopper. That's the only reason yeah. I saw it. Okay. I saw it come up and over the umpire's head, so I knew it was heading to Sneeman. You know what? I'm upset. No, I'm upset about the game, but I'm upset about our location here. Oh, this location's awful. <laughs> there is no California I've been hospitality. You, no, I've been t- <laughs> First pitch is uh, down low. I've been telling you about the high school environment here at yeah, St. Mary's. You weren't this lying. Is, this is the ultimate right here. You were not lying. <laughs> Lull you to sleep is what they've done. I'm going to tell them I'm not coming back <laughs> until they get a press box that's worthy of us. Pitch is uh, over for a strike. Owen, uh, one and one. <laughs> I'm okay with where we're, where we're at yesterday. Oh, it's, yeah. it's nice to be outside yeah. once in a while. Yeah, but no, I don't mind that. And, and the WTV kicked us out of there today. Just put it on the other side. They well, can make I, another I tried. One. Did you? I tried. Yeah. And just give us a cover. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're just in is. this blazing sun. The fans keep coming up to us saying, "Are you guys okay? Yeah. You need some water." Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm crisp. I've already put on two uh, two things of sunscreen already. And, and, and you know, I don't even mind that as much as just the broadcast location. Do a good broadcast. It would be nice to be able to see the field. I'm sitting down right now, and I cannot see one two pitch down low. Two, anything two. below the belt. Of the batter. I can't. Unless I, like, get on my tippy toes of my, my seat and, and, oh, there it is. I can see the home plate now. No, but. I called I called a week ahead because, you know, I, I've been here. Yeah. I've been here several times. Yeah. I know what we were running into. And the, the portable press box here, I keep thinking at some point they're going to maybe put another portable press box on top of the portable. Yeah, that'd be nice. Carve out a, some, some steps or something, yeah. you know. Uh-oh. Ball looped down the right field line. That ball is going to fall into fair territory right down the line, and Thorson's going to end up with a one-out double. Boy, not hit ball not hit hard at all, but just landed fair. Yeah, talk about just putting in the right spot right there. I thought the wind was going to maybe take that foul, but it uh, landed right near the line. No, they should have thought about the portable press box. They could have made it 10 feet bigger easily. Had the space here for it. Yeah, not sure. This could be my last time at St. Mary's. One man out. 
with uh, Milam at the plate. Cougars have not gotten him out yet. He's got two hits and two walks. He scored twice. And there's a pop-up. Stay in play. Might be playable. Favero goes over down the line. Foul territory makes the play for out number two. Okay, so let's say the same thing you just said about Green, who's coming up here. Let's get that out. Let's see. Did he, we hadn't got him out exactly. yet. Exactly. <laughs> let's keep saying that. Let's start well, that from well, the first we'll, pitch. Well, Green, we've gotten him out twice, actually three times, and then we hit him the last time. <laughs> Kenny Signs trying to work out of a jam here in the eighth in the first pitch inside ball one. This place is like just hidden. If you're not knowing where you're going, you wouldn't have a clue campus was here. Yeah, I would never know that there was the east of Oakland, a beautiful area up in the it rolling really green hills. Some of the homes that we drove Lots by of are pines. really nice. Want to know the count. Checked his swing, went around. Ball and a strike. A ball and a strike as signs will look in. He's got the sign from uh, Noah Hill. And Kenny's pitch is down low. Gets all the way back to the screen. Runner will move up to third base. He'll just unable to get uh, his uh, glove on that one or his body on that one as he kind of dove at it, but it got under him. Yeah, Noah takes pride in blocking and being just that type of a catcher, a hard-nosed kid. And So when he has a pass ball, as you see him just hitting himself in his leg as hard as he can, upset. One pitch is fouled out of play. Game three tomorrow, and then the Cougars will fly home. Play at uh, Utah Tuesday night up in Salt Lake for jumping back on the plane Wednesday to come back down to San Francisco to play the uh, league-leading Dons who beat uh, Pepperdine earlier today down at uh, Pepperdine. 2-2 pitch, ball spiked in the dirt. Nice job by Hill to knock it down and the count uh, now 3-2. and two. Walden Chuck is the pitcher of record for St. Mary's. Looks like he's going to pick up his eighth win of the year. And here's Sines' pitch. Good pitch, a curveball. It's spiked in dirt, caught by Hill. Good job, Strikeout. Good job. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left. We're through eight complete. We go to the ninth, 10-3, St. Mary's over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hey, Cougar Nation, it's Daniel Schneeman, shortstop at BYU, and you're listening to the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Casey Jacobson steps in for the second time in the ballgame. First pitch, Jacobson grounds the ball out to the shortstop. Diaz throw to first. He is in time for the out, so one pitch, one out here in the ninth for BYU. And that will bring Brock Hale to the plate. You know, we go back to that inning. Cougars walked all those guys. Kind of a micropause caused them. And then the Cougars get up and Hale 
know, first two guys get on, and he hits a rocket to center that's flagged down, and, and uh, you knew it wasn't going to be the Cougars' day. Yeah, he definitely didn't. First pitch to Brock Hale is over for a call strike one. Brock Hale is two for three today. Both singles in the first and the seventh. That ball is grounded. Uh, that's a fair ball down the first base or third baseline, and Piscotti throws him out. So quickly, two men out here in the ninth for BYU, and Kyle Dean will step in. Or not Kyle Dean, I mean uh, Kobe Kelton, who knocked in a couple of runs. First hit as a collegian. Yeah, really happy for the kid. Come in, get an opportunity to play, and get a little two, two RBI double. Two men out, and Kelton steps in his second or his third actually bat, and there's another base hit by Kelton right up the middle. Jumps on the first pitch, and Colby Kelton looking like he wants a little playing time. Yeah, saying, Coach, send him my way. Put send me him my in, way. Coach. Yeah, exactly. Good for him. Favero steps in. Number 25, Nate Favero. Nate Favero. Hit a couple of balls hard today. Has an RBI single in the first and flew out to deep to right field in the third and in the seventh. And the first pitch to Favero, a swing and a miss for strike one. Not holding Kelton on with a seven-run lead. And here's the pitch to Favero, high hopper right at the second baseman. A big hop, he'll throw him out. And St. Mary's has won the first two games of this series. They win this one by a score of 10-3. to uh, Tuckett, appreciate you being here with us again today. Uh, tomorrow we'll be in the shade and a little better conditions. Yeah. Hopefully a little better result for the Cougars. Yeah, absolutely. Hope you have a better game tomorrow. All right, uh, we'll send it back for a po- uh, timeout. Be back with a post game right after this on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. That's the last out. Great pitch on the outside corner. He gets him. Now let's hear from the players and coaches in your BYU baseball postgame show. Here's Brent Norton on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, back here, head coach uh, Mike Littlewood. Coach, uh, tough loss here, 10-3 to, to St. Mary's. And, boy, you were in it. Rogers was pitching pretty well, and it uh, seems like uh, everything kind of came came apart there. In the middle of the innings, a bunch of walks, and, and St. Mary's just some big at-bats with guys in scoring position. Yeah, I mean, they got they, they flat-out beat us today. It was uh, kind of a beatdown. Um, I think it was in the fourth inning we gave up four runs and, and had an out, and just all of a sudden – you know things go south and and uh, Hayden kind of loses it. That's kind of been the uh, it's kind of been his mo really. And um, the past couple times, Kendall's been able to get us out of. Uh, yeah. But you know you can't come in and hit a guy and walk three guys. And I mean that's just not how you get <laughs> how you put uh, it's putting gas on the fire right there. So yeah, it's just one of those one of those things frustrating. And it, you just never as a as a head coach, I never know who to go to in the pen because it's just a, a flip of the coin. I mean, well there were you know you put three guys out there and I said this guy's got more walks and he's got innings pitched yeah, yeah. and it was hard to say that because I don't know if I've ever you know so I I, yeah. I understand what you're saying you know and, the, and then the guy who who actually has walked more guys comes in and does a nice job yeah, for us signs. Kenny at the end yeah. it's and if you know you're going to get that Kenny signs yeah it's you put him in, in in key spots but when you put him in a key spot then you get the two walks and the hit by pitch and then you know a, a ground out and a double so 
it's just really, really frustrating to know. Uh, and it just speaks to the consistency of our guys day in and day out. You just don't really know what you're going to get. You know, when it was a day, Waldenchuk, I thought he was he was gettable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was throwing 85, 88, didn't hit 90 once, and, and I thought you had a chance. And, and the way you came out and swung the bat early, I thought you, uh, it could be your day. Well, he was effectively wild today. He made pitches when he had to, and we didn't do a very good job. I mean, Kyle Dean had a couple a couple chances, three his first three at-bats. The chance was guy on second base, nobody out, or one out. You know, and we and we get uh, strikeouts, just unproductive outs. Even if you can move a guy over, it's, it's helpful. Uh, but just you know, just at bats where we're up there flailing, flailing a little bit um, with, without really an approach. So, but we did that through the lineup. I mean, Brock had some good at bats, and Kobe came in and had some good at bats. I'm happy, really happy for him. Earned, earned to, in my mind, earn a starting job tomorrow. Come out and uh, see what he can do. Yeah, he looked uh, he looked comfortable up there. Took a couple, of, uh, you know, went the other way, went right up the middle, and and looked good. We we've, we've only seen him once this year in the Auburn series on a, I think as a pinch hitter, but uh, a nice job by Kelton. Well, he's done a nice he's done done a nice job making adjustments to his swing. He uh, wanted to just hit the ball over the third base bag early in the fall. He just straight pull. Trent's been doing a nice job with him uh, adjusting. And you can see today uh, line drive to right center, line drive up the middle, and came in there swinging the bat. And really, that's just what we want. Just come in and swing at strikes, and and it, we're making it way too hard on ourselves. Yeah, you know, Coach uh, Boy, it just seems to me that this it's certainly not a lack of effort, but like, kind of like we talked about in the pregame, just guys trying so hard. And it's just you know, and they're yeah. they're unproductive because of that, and that's that's kind of the game of baseball. I mean, it's a game of failure, yeah, uh, individually and as a team. And and when you try to pick the team up, you you try to maybe do things that you can't do. Yeah, and I I think we saw Brock Hale do that early in the in yeah. the season. He felt like oh I I got to put this team on my shoulders. Well, we had a few other guys hitting early in the season, and we could get we got some wins without him. You know, we we're eight and five early, without him really swinging the bat too well, and then all of a sudden couple guys go south and then Brock gets hot and, and then I, I really think you're right it's just um, guys are trying to do too much pressing and but but they've been pressing for 40 games now and it's just um, you know at this point it's it's you just have to try to make an adjustment and finish strong no doubt about it well coach hey we appreciate you coming in uh, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow uh, in the pregame before uh, game three here at St. Mary's and uh, uh, go try to enjoy dinner and uh, get some rest and uh, we'll see you back at the ballpark. Yeah, we'll try to get one tomorrow, Brent. Thanks. Okay, you betcha. Coach uh, Mike Littlewood as the Cougars lose this one by a score of 10-3 to to St. Mary's. Uh, Cougars, uh, St. Mary's 10 runs on 10 hits. Cougars 3 runs on 9 base hits. Both teams committed an error. Loser uh, is Rogers, goes to 5-4. and four. Wallachuk picks up the win. He drops to or uh, increases his uh, win total to 8 wins and 2 losses. I'd like to thank uh, Sean O'Neill back to the station for his great work. Uh, Tuckett Slade here. And uh, just remind fans we'll be back on the air tomorrow for Game 3, 2 o'clock Utah time, as the Cougars and Gales uh, will play the final of this uh, three-game series. With that, we'll say so long from Moraga, California.